that's one and whoa it is way too early for that can you bring that down just a little bit for me please whoa it is way too early for that can you bring that down just a little bit for me please oh man the morning gap session is here this is a little bit more structured than normal but you know how I like to start my morning sessions regardless. I have not smoked yet. Go ahead and take this time and breathe into your space. <laughs> Good morning, Nat. Wait, I have to find... Good morning. I have to find a smoking device. My smoking partner is man down. Oh. I have to find a smoking device. Hold on one second. Let me just sign in and work. Well, you keep doing your thing, obviously. Well, we're about to get popping. Hope you guys is ready. I, I know I know I started this a little bit calm for you guys. I just wanted to get that morning gaps, that morning smoke session out of the way first before we start with the real show. Before we start with the real show. So I'm giving you guys a little bit of time. Welcome to the morning podcast, San Sadra. I thought I was Sandy for a second. What do you mean utility ain't? Just oh. hopping into work center. Okay, gotcha. So, before I actually start the real show, we're going to take a quick moment of silence. And I swear to God, I feel like this is the fifth time now, or sixth time I've played this in seven weeks. For the late, great Betty Wright. Not Betty White, at, who's 96. I'm talking about Betty, or 98, whatever, but Betty Wright at 66. Let's go ahead and give our quick moment of silence.
All right, everybody, please take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you Have we not co completed the moment of silence? I already did that. Quiet. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the bus saw dreads, what would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. I T. Here we go. Good morning, I just went Super Saiyan. Woo! Welcome back to the mother edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Doma, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself, a.k.a. the Chocolate Boy Wonder, a.k.a. the Tin Man, a.k.a. Mr. Energy, a.k.a. your girlfriend's favorite podcaster, a.k.a. y'all the mad podcast. We'll tell you why I'm mad, so we'll tell you why I'm mad. A.k.a. Tony Baritone. Good morning, world. Woo! Back at it. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. How you doing? It's May 11th, it's the day after Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the lovely ladies out there, this is always your time, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning, we starting off early, it's already 75 degrees down here in South Florida, I mean I'm talking about blue skies, a sprinkle of clouds out there, the sun is shining, the weather is sweet, you know I like to quote my boy by Molly, it makes me want to move my dancing feet to the rescue, here I am, hold on, somebody's trying to call, him. I didn't see you quite yet, I see you, I see you close, I see you close, I see you coming, I see you coming, we got a good show for you today, I, 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 want, I came in with a, with, with a different morning show vibe today, this is actually more of my podcast than it is the morning tab session or your weekend tab that you happen to rile up as i should say so this, this is what we're doing we don't call this the weekend wrap but we call it your weekend tab it's time for you to pay that bill <laughs> today not only are we gonna talk about that weekend tab we're gonna talk about some money in the bank the ufc prelims only the prelims i'm gonna ignore everything else about anything else <laughs> We're gonna dis we're gonna determine if Draymond Green is a top ten power forward in the league right now, or even since he's been in the league. <laughs> and I know we all talked about Jordan having a gambling problem or how he liked to bet on himself. 
I'm starting to see that some of these NFL players, that they say they good and they say they want that money, but they willing to bet on themselves. So you know what? We gonna talk about that and a whole lot more today. So what I said, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Hello, you play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic! <sighs> My T Sports! I'm sweating already, Natalie. <laughs> I am sweating already. So, I, we, we, gave you, we gave you the talk. We gave you the first. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to break ranks a little bit. I'm going to break ranks a little bit. First of all, first of all. First things first. I'm going to break ranks just a little bit. I know you came here to talk sports, but I, I, got, my, I, got, I, got, I got one of my co-hosts here, Natalie. And as you, go, Nat, as you guys already know, Natalie is a nutritionist. She's a, she's a certified yoga instructor, ABA instructor, all of that, all of that good mess. She's talking about life coach, all of it. Here goes my, other, my, here goes my nightly co-host, KJ. He's coming up on the line as well. Let's go with all KJ. Say what's up to the people. Man, I heard that good <laughs> morning. <laughs> I was like... I'm used to the evening. <laughs> Yo, you didn't know you didn't know I wake up like this, did you? <laughs> no. Surprise. Honest, honestly, I needed the extra time because with yesterday being Mother's Day, I didn't I didn't watch Jordan. <laughs> Be real. Like, wait, I didn't watch Jordan. We ain't gonna talk Jordan today. We're gonna say that for one. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was just explaining why I was uh, a couple you. minutes late. Uh, it's all it's all good. Natalie, say what's up to the people. What's up? I, what you mean? I just said hi. Oh, I don't. Oh, I, I, I'm not as friendly as KJ. Hello, KJ. And hello, hello, Natalie. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Oh man. Again, to all the mothers out there, happy happy Mother's Day. You, you know how I feel about the ladies. You are you are you are not, you are dear, you are near and dear to, to 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 my heart, my head, and my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, ladies, love you. <laughs> like like ladies love Cool J. Nah nah, talent love the ladies. <laughs> I don't care for what that nigga say. Before I went into actual sports talk, I actually had to break ranks a little bit. I wanted to break ranks a little bit. I wanted to break ranks a little bit because in the gabs in, in the morning show, the morning show kind of goes all over the place a little bit. Because this is a morning show. You're trying to wake the people up, trying to get the people, you know, a little excited. So it ain't always just sports. And I was actually happy in a weird in, in a weird way. Because I'm not really happy about this transaction. But I was happy that something else non-sports broke ranks a little bit to, to, to come in and make way into this space. Especially for the first thing to talk about. So what we're going to talk about first is what our boy, Marshall Lynch, likes to refer to as taking care of your chicken. <laughs> so, Natalie, I don't know if you got that notification that I got, that I got first thing this morning. I, or maybe even yesterday. I don't know when I got it, but I know I saw a very, I know I saw a super duper early. So it was either late last night or it was early this morning. Not Aurora Cannabis. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That's, AC, that's split. Yeah, ACB, I saw that this morning. They're doing a... So we've talked about this before. Now you, now you actually said it. This is actually called a reverse split. What? Yeah, the ACB stuff. Yeah, so, they, so they're doing actually a reverse split. So what happens is that normally, like, normally when a company's doing good, right? And, and this is usually a sign of... 
this is this is some indication of doing good or bad. But I don't want to say good or bad in any sense. So normally what happens, and normally when you see a split, normally what ends up happening is that a company is usually selling their stocks at such a high price that they want to continue selling bulk orders of their stock. Like you realize, you know what? When my when my shares was thirty dollars a share, we were selling this like hotcakes. Now that we're like hundred and thirty dollars a share, we can't sell shit. So what they are, let's say $120 for sure, let's keep numbers even. You know, $120 a share, we can't sell shit. So what, so what we're doing, what they end up doing is that once they get to 120, they may say, you know what? We're gonna do a four to one split. So for everybody that has one share at 130 or whatever it is, we're gonna give you, or 120, we're gonna give you four shares at 30. That's a regular split. Or ACB just did, or Aurora Cannabis, they did a reverse split. So what ends up happening is that, so they did a, they did a conversion of, of stocks. So if you have 12 of their shares, right, then they're converting it into one. So if you don't have 12 shares, then you may get a partial stock from them. If your platform doesn't allow for partial stocks to be held in your journal, in, in your profile or portfolio, then what's gonna end up happening, they're gonna end up paying you out. But a word cannabis, I saw that this morning. A word <coughs> cannabis, end up, bless you. Thank you. Did you cover your mouth? I felt that over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my house. I don't need to cover my mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? You got, I mean, people, I in, you got people in your house with you. <laughs> He's quarantining in another room. We're, we're, we're quarantining apart. Mind your business. <laughs> oh, man. So... So, so I was actually so that's actually something I'm going to be reading up on a little bit later today. For anybody that has invested into marijuana, or especially or specifically this marijuana company, there is some news that you're probably going to want to go in. I got the notification from 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 Robinhood first thing in the morning. I haven't gotten it from Ally as of yet, so I'm still waiting for Ally to give me my notification. And if not, I maybe haven't given Ally a, a, good, a nice little nasty customer service call later on. See if I can. Oh, you it. have. Of course you are, but you had um you had their stocks in both Ally and Robinhood. Yes, because the one in Ally is for the Munchkin, and the one in Robinhood is for myself. Yeah. I understand. As you guys know, I build I as I, as I simultaneously build as I build my own portfolio. I'm also simultaneously building a portfolio for my niece as well. It's about I think about a year or two or so in the making, maybe like a year and a half, something like that. I buy her stocks as a complete reward for her getting good grades and nothing else. So that's what I do for her. So I don't I don't just give her money. Like no, her money goes into something completely different. She understands what her portfolio is, and this is how and this is how I reward this kid. She has like 16 um, different stocks in this in, in this portfolio, and 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 I'm saying 16 stocks because 16 stocks doesn't mean 16 shares. Like she has like 16 stocks and probably like 50 shares, <laughs> like like all together. <clears throat> So, so, so she's on, she's on a good path, and, I'm, and we're gonna see if we could keep that away. So, I had to get that out the way first. I had to get that out the way first. So, but let's get, let's get into the real news. Yeah, you're all over the place. Get your fucking life together, bro. We talking all over the place. I went one place. I went money. <laughs> now, first of all, first of all, first things first. Let's get into the sports of the matter. Yo, we had a return to sports. I'm talking about. We had a. I don't. Can, can we call this full? You know what? We're going to call it full-blown. a full-blown return to sports. Not, no, not no fans. But as you guys know, Florida has been opening up their doors while they're locking down their borders in a way. Right? And they're allowing, in the, they're allowing organizations to put on sporting events in the, up in the northern port of Florida. 
And we end up seeing this take place with the UFC 249. UFC 249 was going to end up having a total of 12 fights on their card. What ended up happening? It ended up being 11 fights on their card. Do you know why there was 11 fights, Natalie? Why? Because somebody came down with COVID-19. Of course. Or they tested positive, I should say. So that individual, um, they end up pulling them out. They, they, obviously, they end up pulling them out of the fight card. Um, at first, I thought they was going to find a replacement for them. And it doesn't look like they found a replacement. They end up pulling that fight altogether. So what we're starting to see all the, all, all, ultimately, right, is the, first, is the first patterns. Is that when somebody tests positive, they're no longer going to shut shit down like they, do, like they did with Rudy Gobert in the NBA. Because Rudy Gobert is the face of this disease. Right? Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Scumbag of this disease. Rudy Goldberg is the face of this disease. And Scumbag. And they're not doing what they did with him or the NBA where they're shutting everything down. We've gotten to a point now where like we're gonna progress. And if somebody passes positive, get the fuck out. Yo, kick them the fuck out. Get out my goddamn house. Get out my room. Just go, go isolate yourself. Everybody else, you continue. You continue with the fuck you do it. Like you go sit in the corner. You go, you go go in the goddamn corner. You're in timeout. Yes. You're in timeout. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> they, like, there's no longer shutting shit down. We ain't shutting the whole entire house down. We ain't shutting out. No, you you gonna go in timeout. You're gonna be punished. Like it's no longer a team sport. This is individual shit now. <laughs> like we ain't we ain't punishing the whole team for the for one person not isolating properly or one person with weak antibodies. You gonna go sit your your weak ass in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good fight. It was a hell of a good match, and I, I'm talking about from top to bottom. And we and we played and we talked about this on Wednesday. With that, this fight card was name loaded. More than anything else, it was definitely name loaded. And 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 I, and I say that because the UFC has tons of great fighters, tons and tons and tons of hundreds of great fighters. But you don't know all of them. <laughs> and there's tons of fighters that you may know that aren't fully relevant. It's like if I said right now, Mike Tyson and Vandy Holyfield is going to fight. Oh my God, the world would explode until you saw them actually fight. <laughs> right? Because the name is bigger than their, their name is bigger than, than them themselves as a draw. Right? They're no longer being, right? We're no longer watching a Vandy Holyfield or Mike, let's put it, we're no longer watching Mike Tyson because we think that Mike, well, maybe for Mike. But <laughs> we don't want to watch it by test because he's a contender or because he's in a championship run or he's one of the baddest men on the planet anymore, right? Even though he probably still is. We're watching him because it's the name Mike Tyson. It's a spectacle. That's what the UFC did. The UFC for 249, they made sure that they put together so many notifiable names on this card, you could not ignore it if you wanted to. There was going to be somebody here that you wanted to watch. And it didn't disappoint they did not disappoint. <clears throat> they started off. Did, did, no. Did any of you get a chance to catch these UFC fights? Natalie, KJ, did any of you get a chance to catch this UFC fight? No, um, I, no. I don't believe I did. Okay. <clears throat> Like said, sure did. Sure did. Like I said, we're just going to talk about the prelims here. We're only going to talk about the prelims here. If you want... What? We're not talking about the big fight? No. That's Wednesday night. We're going prime okay, time with the main card. <laughs> this okay. is... Listen, okay. the morning gap okay. session, 
touches the prelims, because this is almost like a prelim to the main card. Main card, Wednesday night, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> That's why I put in there, prelims only today, prelims only today. And the reason I want to talk about the prelims only because I wanted to make sure that I gave this whole card proper due. Because this card, except for maybe one or two fights, was still on point. And I'm just talking about this is a prelim. This is, this is between the seven fights and the prelim. And I'm still going to mention them for the most part. Because, you know, one of them is an honorable mention. Now, mm. I'm going to tell you something. The very first thing, the very first thing, the very first thing that I noticed was that I didn't notice the, 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 the missing fans, I should say, or the absentee of the fans. I didn't notice it. And I'm not sure if it's because I've already gotten used to this from watching wrestling literally since February, you know, and getting used to some kind of ring event. Because now I'm starting to figure, is this something that is, could, well, let me put it this way. It made me start to think, is this something that I'm getting used to because it's in a fighting environment? It went from wrestling first. As you know, wrestling focuses very much on the, on, on, the, on the action in the ring. Every once in a while, you move to the crowd. And then I realized, mm-hmm. well, what I'm about to say about wrestling, I could pretty much say about every single sport. But wrestling very much so is definitely just in the ring. You're focusing on those two, on those two individuals, and you're focusing on the different angles to get the action of those, of those individuals. And, and, it makes it, and it makes it real personal, and, and it keeps you locked in. Now, when I saw this for UFC, I didn't see any difference. But also, once again, I started questioning myself. How used to am, how used to am I, or how, how much am I used to seeing this? Because even with the UFC, if you, if you, if you have been a UFC fan over the last decade, and I mean, I mean, and I don't care how much of a diehard fan you were, or for how short of a diehard fan you were, if you were a diehard fan of the UFC, let's say for only two years, then that means at least for two years you watched that tough enough, um, um, you watched that tough enough competition as well. And those tough enough competitions where they, where they try to figure out the next ultimate fighter, which is basically them um, doing a show where they, go, where they have their farm system, they have no fans for the majority of those fights as well. Now, this is the one time I am going to bring up, I am going to bring up the, somebody from the main court because this is an environment that the champion Ferguson grew up in. He came from this tough enough environment where he had to qualify in front of nobody, just his corner and a few teammates, just to get an opportunity to get into the UFC. So now I'm thinking, okay, you know what? We have wrestling where I'm used to this. We have UFC where I'm used to this. I'm still thinking like, damn, is, like boxing could come back and I could feel the same way, I think, where boxing wouldn't matter to me. And then I thought deeper, because based off the first, com- the first comment that I made, fans, not fans, but athletes, for the most part, are used to doing this without fans. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. When all of us grew up with, with, with aspirations of being whatever athlete we thought we were going to be. You know, a five foot seven basketball player. five foot seven boxer, you know, which is a little bit more realistic. You know what I mean? <laughs> but whatever you thought about being, you did it in front of nobody. And you consistently found a way to be competitive. Because literally, it's all about your about how competitive you are. Because to put your all out, mm-hmm. all you really need is somebody across from you. And I don't care what it is. It could be darts. It could be pool. 
It could be swimming. It could be running. It could be eating a sandwich. It, you know what I mean? It could be it could be drinking a beer. It, it could be peeling a potato. It could be basketball. It could be boxing. It could be football. It could be badminton. It could be a loogie contest. It could be picking up broads. It could be smashing dudes. Get all you need is somebody to compete with, and your competitive nature will come come out if you are a competitor. And and I saw it on both sides today, or last night, or Saturday. I should say. Now I'm trying to get my shit together, Natalie. That was your top. There was your window. <laughs> I saw it again. I saw it on Saturday. For the individuals that don't need any motivation, and you never question their heart, you saw a good fight. For the motherfuckers that you kind of question their heart, you thought they could have ramped that shit up a little bit. They, they looked a little too friendly. And then I also realized something. I really don't miss fans that much because I'm also the individual. I will sit here and watch a whole entire sporting event in silence. Because I don't want to listen that to the commentator. I don't want to listen to the commentator. Sometimes I don't want to hear the fans' reaction. Because what happens when you listen in silence, it forces you to be hyper-focused on, on, on the action all the time. You don't take your eyes away to, to listen to action and then, and then bring your eyes back to catch, the, to catch a response to something. You're literally watching everything. So I've been watching shit. And, and you also know me, too. I also hate certain commentators, so I have to watch those programs mm -hmm. on silent as well. <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> Fire upon the mouse. Actually, it already happened. I'm sorry. Oh! <laughs> Struck by lightning. Yo, I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. The break ranks a little bit. Reggie Miller, when he stayed in Indiana after they did that shit to his house, I was like, you know what? Now I really don't respect the fuck out of you. Get the fuck out of my face. You should have been left that fucking country-ass town of Indiana. Fuck them niggas. <laughs> Gonna burn down my shit? Write racist comments all over my shit? Steal from my house? After all I done done for you? You backward motherfuckers? This how you gon' do me? <laughs> fuck you, I'm leaving. Send me to Portland or some shit. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know why he stayed, but he stayed. And... Him being one of the few players that stays that, that, that played his whole entire career with one team, he gets respect there, and that probably be the only place he gets respect for me from. So let's get back into this fight night that the UFC had because this isn't gonna be the only fight that they're gonna have in in very quick in very short turnaround. They have they already have two to three more planned. They are gonna go ham, they're gonna get all this money back. They see what WWE is doing, they're like, yo, you are not gonna be the only fight club on the market. So before we get into any of the fights, how did the atmosphere, how did that ambiance, how did that, how did it, how did it feel to you watching a fight with no fans? Didn't bother me at all. Didn't bother me at all, honestly, because I think when it comes to UFC, the only time I really recognize that that fans are there or the couple of times where they go around showing the celebrity people who are out there in attendance. And then, oh, what's the other? Honestly, when something happens in the ring and then you get a response. That's it. Other than that, I really don't recognize fans being there. So I watched it with no problem. That's what's, no, no. Yeah, and... and that, and Honestly, I feel like the only the, the only two sports that I feel like will be weird watching without fans is not even so much basketball, more so football. Hmm. Now, let's talk about the fans. There is one thing that I mean, I'm not going to say that fans aren't ever necessary, right? Because they mm -hmm. do bring a certain energy for certain people, and, and and not for nothing, they they bring a certain 
energy period to an arena. Like, if I was, I'm gonna tell you this. Playoff atmosphere. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. Fans. I don't, I don't even care about playoff basketball. I don't even care about playoff basketball. I don't care about playoff. I'm, and I'm talking about NBA, NFL. I don't care about any of them with no fans. You know what I refuse to watch with any fans? NCAA basketball. I can't watch that shit show without any fans. That is a <laughs> like, like, like basketball. When I say when I said basketball, part of the reason I was saying that was because of the NCAA. Yeah, like they are the they are the one. They are the one exception where the because I've known I've noticed this from being on not being such a big college fan that I noticed for a fact the college fans make the game because there's no way. You are watching a 46 to 48 point game with 28 <laughs> foul calls in a half. Unless that crowd is over there jumping and that band, and that band is going. <laughs> like that's it. Watching those motherfuckers jump up and down with, you know what I mean, and painted leotards. Paint all over themselves. <laughs> like, that's the only reason I even want to go to college. I'm like, I want to be that nigga in the stands with a fucking onesie and a painted face. <laughs> doing, Man, that's a whole different vibe. Doing the shampoo challenge on <laughs> <in> public. <laughs> so, Nat, you didn't get a chance to catch all these fights. So, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to. You know, burden you with asking you. You know, how do you feel about catching a bunch? But when you get an opportunity, ESPN three, if I'm not mistaken, you, I think you should be able to catch. If I'm not mistaken, you should be able to catch the reruns of the prelims. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch it. I just didn't get a chance yesterday. I got you. Listen, yesterday was Mother's Day. You know, it was, it was it was a big day. We understand a lot of people had to do a lot of things. Whether 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 it was whether it was something, doing something a lot like something very special, or you just being lazy. You know what I mean? Like like you know what I'm saying? Like however however you fall in between it, we get it. It was Mother's Day. So let's get into the fights then, right? First fight. Ryan Superman Span, I think they called him. Versus Sam Alvey. Superman Span coming to record with 17 and 5. Sam Alvey comes to record with 33, 13 and 3. That's a lot of fucking fights, man. And that's not mm-hmm. even and that's not even the person that had the most fights. Fighting today. <laughs> fighting last night, the other night. This fight. It was a good starter. I'm not gonna lie. It was a it was a good starter. One of the things that you that you noticed early. And I'm, let me just talk about this fight. First thing you noticed early was some early wrestling that happened on, in this fight. Very early wrestling. You saw Sam Alvey get put in a very compromising position early where it looked like he was about to be choked out. Like, literally about to go to sleep. Like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Like, that ludicrous shit. Go to sleep, oh, Go to sleep. <laughs> but he survived that standing submission. But ultimately, he wouldn't do much throughout the fight. That fight was pretty much controlled by Span for the most um, for the most part. Um, um, hurt his opponent a couple of times. Even even Span got, got got caught once or twice. This fight ended up being a split decision in the favor of Span. 29-28. Now the only thing I the only thing I remember about Alvy, right? The only thing I remember about Alvy, Sam Alvy, is that they was a fighting. Out of Boca Raton, Florida, 
right? From Pennsylvania, his nickname is Boston Strong. Anybody explain that to me? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Somebody. I'm not even going to try to. Anybody. Please tell me. <laughs> how did that come about? Is he from Boston? Was he, during the, was he doing the marathon when they bombed that motherfucker? Like, what happened? Like. Tell me why. He just loves Boston. It's somebody that fights from Boca. Boca Return, Florida, that is. From Pennsylvania. His nickname was Boston Strong. Does he like Ask bean- him who his favorite sports teams are. I mean, does he like bean pies? Is he a, is, 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 he, is he a Tom Brady dick writer? Like, 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 you explain this to me. <laughs> Enough enough, he looks like a Tom Brady dick writer. So let's let's move on, right? Because we don't like dick writers here, especially when they like when they when it's Tom Brady's. Pause. I just felt like a pause needed me to be added. I, I don't even know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's too much talking about dick. Too yeah, much yeah. talking about dick. Okay. I, I had to drop the pause. But the next fight. Right, so while Ryan Spann's fight started off with early action and then kind of fizzled out to a decent pace, the next match wasn't, which was Bryce Mitchell versus Charlie Rosa. Did you see that fight? See, here's the thing. I put these fights on, and I'm watching, and you know me, I'm not the biggest UFC nigga out here. So I'm just watching these fights, not knowing these names, haven't done my research. Obviously, there was one prelim that I, that I knew a person very, very well, but I don't need to say that motherfucker's name, bum. Wait, who was that? But, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Greg Hardy. Oh, well, well, he's in the main card. He's in the main card. He's oh, he's, oh, his main yeah, card? He's the main card. That, he's the main card. That, that, card. that, yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's Mrs. Perfect. We're going we to talk all about Greg Hardy. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> and you know what's funny? When I first heard the name, I was like, wait a minute. Is this former football player Greg Hardy? Former football player Greg Hardy. Former? I was too violent for football Greg Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so... If you didn't catch all of these, right? So, so without, without, like I said, without knowing some of these names, right? Like I said, there were some names that were known and some names that weren't. Like me, I didn't know the names of Bryce Mitchell or Charlie Rosa. By the end of that fight, I knew everything I needed to know about Thug Nasty. Like, listen, when you are from Arkansas and you earn the name and you come into the ring with the name Thug Nasty, and then you live up to it, B. Thug. Nasty is so fitting for this corn-fed motherfucker from Kansas or Kansas. Wow. Kansas. Wow. For my homegirl Crystal. <laughs> for those watching on IG Live. <laughs> Yo. He put him what they call the cleaner or the blender, right? And at one point in time, they said, I, I was reading the, I was reading the, because during this fight, while they didn't have fans, they kept on consistently showing reactions from notable fans around the world, right? And I say notable, meaning celebrities. And one of the things, all of you, all of the fighters, obviously, but celebrities. And one of the things I noticed is that like they have to make, they have, may have to change, putting somebody through the cleaner, to calling it putting somebody through the thug nasty. And I'm not lying; he was so relentless in his in his wrestling game. I'm talking about. 
this was a clinic in not just wrestling, but in cardio. He did not stop. He was all, all I'm talking about, listen, the way that White is on Rice, the, the, the way he was on this nigga made White on Rice jealous. Woo. Like, that's how much he was attached to him. He got up, turned around, dude thought he was about to get up, bam, body tackle. I'm talking about spear, like he was Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Took him right back, and he kept on trying to get these arm bars and these crossbars. I'm talking about he put him in a crucifix. He had him, he had him pinned upside down on the fence like he was about to pause, give him the jackhammer. <laughs> I'm talking about neck on the ground, ass in the ear, all fear. <laughs> Completely dominant. Dominant, dominant, dominant. Action. I'm talking about... Man, Bryce Mitchell? He wasn't on my radar before this? I don't know who the fuck Bryce Mitchell is, but I know when I hear the name Doug Nasty, I'm going to be like... That blender nigga. <laughs> that blender nigga. Because that's exactly what's going on, Brown. Welcome to the morning gab session. Because he worked them, worked them, worked them to exhaustion. At like I'm talking about in between the rounds, when <laughs> when Charlie Rosa got up, like every single, like he had to take those three deep breaths with the ugly face too. <laughs> Like, 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 he was trying to catch every piece of ear in that arena. Like, fuck a filter. Just give me the corona. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the, and then the very next fight, right, was almost a complete opposite, but just as action-packed. Where Bryce Mitchell and Charlie Rosa, this was a wrestling match on the floor. Oh, man. The next match was Luca versus Price. 17-7-1 Luca. 14, 3, and 1 price. So guys that have fought some um, a decent amount of time and know how to lose as well. Watching this fight, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Watching this fight, the first thing I thought about, it reminded me of, I had a flashback to the first tough enough competition where it was Griffin versus Bonner. You remember that fight? You remember that slugfest? You remember that action they had in that fight? Slaughterfest. That was this fight. That was crazy. That, like I said, I brought my niece up to watch this fight. I was like, you have to watch this bloodbath. <laughs> like, like, you might as well get used to seeing a bloody miss. You're four years away. <laughs> For those that don't understand. You know, so... <laughs> you ain't right. I'm I'm definitely not. I haven't been right in years. <laughs> you are definitely not right. Luca versus Price. It starts off with leg kicks and this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm glad I didn't mention it until here. The leg kicks thrown in that match. The leg kicks thrown, period, or the punches thrown, period. One of the things about an empty arena, you hear everything. Them shits hurt me. Those leg kicks, 
Those leg kicks had me rubbing my legs. Like, Dumb leg kicks sound like somebody's being smacked open palm in the chest with all their might. That's how I just was. Like those, oh my. And the other thing, the other unique thing about, about no fans is once again, something that I brought up from the Tough Enough competition is that you can hear your corner very well. You, you can hear your corner very well. You can respond to your corner. And you saw a lot of that as well. You saw that a lot, very much so, more during the, the Ryan Span fight than you saw it versus the Luca versus Price fight. But it was, it was evident during the whole entire fight card that some individuals, they benefited from being able to hear their corner and get coached up. Also, some motherfuckers benefited from hearing the commentators talk and adjusting from there. So an empty yes. arena benefits a lot of people, and it benefits there fans. Was, I'm sorry? No, so there was a couple times where the commentators were saying, oh, hey, we might have to talk like quieter because the guys might hear us in the ring. Yeah, they're, they're giving away here. Like, like, because it's a different perspective that your, your, your corner may not realize, you may not realize. You're looking at it differently, and you may give away tips. And, but, and the thing about it, too, you're used to yelling. Exactly. You're so used to Oh, he's hit. <clears throat> like, oh my God. What he has to try to do here is that if he could twist his body and get that leg underneath him, he may be able to reverse this gym. <laughs> that nigga gonna turn around looking like my nigga. He'd be like, wait, what? If, if I do what? Like, say that again. If I reverse my body and tuck my leg? <laughs> the one who, the one who's getting their ass kicked is like, shut the fuck up. Like the one doing the ass was like, you're just gonna give him a counter to all of my moves? <laughs> you working for the Patriots now? <laughs> now, we didn't have to worry about that during this Luca versus Price fight because this was a stand up knock him out slugfest. Like, this was boxing movie, ma like cinematic material where two motherfuckers just stand in the middle of the ring and they are just throwing punches, they're throwing kicks, they're throwing, well, they ain't throwing headbutts, but they might as well have been. I'm talking about, like, the only thing I was ready, the only thing I was, I was, I was looking forward to was for them to dip their fist in some glue and then put it in a, in, into a bucket of glass and go back into the middle of that ring. I'm talking about some blood sport shit. <laughs> but it damn near looked like it. Luca got cut. No, sorry. Not Luca. Not Luca. Not Luca. Price got cut. First, it was underneath the cheek on the left side. Maybe it was the right side. I can't remember. Wait, let's see. Back towards right. Okay. Got cut on the right on, on, on the right cheek. Then the stand-up game is still there. Stand-up game is still there. And we see the leg kicks. And not for nothing. It for this fight, it looked like Price was taking more damage from those leg kicks? No! It was actually the opposite. Luca was feeling a little bit more damage from the leg kick. And the only evidence of that mm -hmm. was that Luca was the first one out of them to switch his stance. And as you know, when it comes to the stance switching, the only, like, if, if, when you lead him with that front leg, you, you, the only reason that you're probably you normally going to switch your stance Unless you're just that ambidextrous and, and, and you're really that good, you know, um, depending on which way you go, it's because that front leg is being is, is being lit the fuck up, and you want to take it out of harm's way. <coughs> but if that's the case, then then half the time it's normally done for you anyway. Because now you have that viable target, and it's only a matter of time before you get two more kicks and get swept. Luca got lucky. This is another Luca I'm gonna be excited to watch. Luca! <laughs> I miss basketball. 
Uh. Everything reminds me of her. <laughs> so then, you see them take an exchange, and I can't remember which round this was. I want to say this was probably like the, the third round, most likely, when it got stopped. And you see them, you see Luca and Price taking a, doing an exchange in the middle of the ring. Price throws the punch. Luca takes it, slips it, comes around with a left hook, right back on that cheek. And I'm talking about blood spewed out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> slow motion and everything. Like, I watched it seven more times to be like, was that really blood? Blood loogie flew from this mouth's jaw. This man's jaw. <laughs> when he took that left hook from Luca, dropped him, rocked him, almost put him to sleep. But Luca didn't rush in initially. But then he uh, he he waited for a second. I thought he was going to let Price back up so that he could finish him on his feet, but no. He hopped on him eventually. Try to do a little bit of ground and pound. May have helped save Price because if Price was forced to get up at that point in time, Price would have been on wobbly legs because they eventually did end up going back up to their feet. And Price took 12 whole seconds to stand up. <laughs> it doesn't sound long. It took him 12 whole seconds to get to his feet and get to the middle of that ring. I'm like, oh my God, you should have made him stand up from the beginning. He would have been asleep already. But it didn't take long. Now, instead of getting the knockout that he should have, he ended up getting referee, he ended up getting doctor stoppage. That last hit opened up a cut over the top eyelid now of Price. So now you talk about Price has a cut on the bottom of it, right now on the cheek and on the top of the eyelid. And things are just getting worse. And as he's on the ground, all of that blood just starts rushing into that eye. Referee comes out takes him to the corner and you can see he's pissed off automatically as soon as the referee turns him around to the doctor he's like fuck because he knows <laughs> it's done he knows it's a wrap for him like he knows you might as well call him the sandman because it's nighttime referee looks the doctor looks at it they wipe it away take another look at it try to open the eye you see the eyes completely shut the blood is just dripping in there you know nobody want, they want nobody to fight with blood in their eye Fight is stopped. Luca, technical knockout. I'm calling it a technical knockout. Doctor stoppage. Luca, in, 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 Luca improves to 18-7-1. Price falls to 14-4-1. And, and I'm telling you this, I will, I will watch Price fight any other given time. I will continue to, like, if I hear that Price is in another fight, I'm watching that shit. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to the to the weight classes of these two before I before because this also this thought just popped in my head. So I didn't pay attention to the weight classes before this thing popped off. But I would definitely like to see him fight Diaz if they're in the same weight class. Diaz, like Nate Diaz. Yeah. Mm. If they're in the same weight class, like that's the kind of that's the kind of uh. that's the kind of boxer or hands or kind of brawler he is. That I want to see him now against these other guys. And if he hasn't fought him yet, I want to see him against Nate Diaz. If they're not in the same fight, if they're not in the same weight class, I could, I could get it. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't done the research to see where these guys. So what's going on, Poe? I see you. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a live pod. If you, if you want to come join as well, you know, you see, you watch me on the gram, but I'm also, on, I'm also in the world. Humble now, host. 
<laughs> My ass. What's that? Who what? What I do? What happened? What happened? No, I said humble host my ass. What are we talking about? I am super humble. I'm, 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 I'm as humble as a bee. Not, no new, not, not these new killer bees that are, that are in a swarm. <laughs> but, you know, like these regular honeybees. Humble like a bee. Put it on God. Who? Put it on God. Oh, I could put that on God. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Stay, stay away from me, all right? <laughs> you playing games? <laughs> stay way over there in the corner. You in timeout? <laughs> you got COVID. Yo, I am as humble as they get. <laughs> yeah, okay. You see how everybody else is laughing, right? Even yourself. Go, go in the corner, Tyler. No, I'm not laughing because I'm not humble. I'm laughing because of what you had me put it on. <laughs> I'm like, yo, who that man said, that man said, yeah, I'll put it on God confidently. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> didn't even hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Listen, man, I'm, I'm on my Kanye shit, okay? I'm sorry, was that Kanye or was that Jay-Z? I'm on my Jay-Z shit with this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's God. I, I, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> Let's not. The next fight. The next fight. I'm always snoring. I, I can't help but I, I listen. It happens when I laugh. I, I, I don't know. I don't know when that shit develop, but but it's here now. It ain't going nowhere. It's a, it's a Florida thing snoring when you laugh. <laughs> but let's remember while florida and south florida may be known for it, it being a melting pot of cultures and also for its import and exporting of trades i just want to let you guys know the import and export of the trades is not what we do here what we do we are simple family run organization that went to a simple school that learned under the Nate Dog way of tutelage. What I'm basically trying to tell you is that I smoke weed every day. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, yes, y'all y'all know me by now. Y'all know me. Exactly. I just be waiting. I just be waiting for it. Y'all see, <laughs> see how these roads start, 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 to, start to go down. But one road I do want to go down. Listen, you know what? Hey, ladies. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? Sometimes you got to fool them. Sometimes you got to send a woman to a man's job. You know what I mean? In this case, my girl here like a grown motherfucking man. That niggas better lay low. Catch you wearing a hurt, you know what I mean? Blow your balls off, nigga. Where my girls at? Quick to bust the gap. I know we need that. Did you listen to that song yet, Natalie? Which one? The intro that I just played to you. <laughs> <coughs> so, remember I was telling you the other day that. Oh, the, the yeah.
the song, yeah. the song oh, to Mrs. Yeah. The song to oh, Mrs. I, I okay, I haven't. So I want to, I want, I want to let you hear this again. So on, on the Big Puns album, Yeah, Baby. Yeah, my Big Puns is like, my bad, my bad. It's okay, it's okay. Hey, Poe. Did Poe just come and join? What's up, Poe? She's somewhere. There she go. She told me she was coming around the way. I is a runaway, get around the way. That's the unbelievable. I, I, I don't know where I went, but <laughs> the Remy Martin joint, right? Yeah. So on the on the bed. Now that I think about it, we had this conversation yesterday. No, I did not watch the videos, and no, I did not listen to the album yet. Yeah. So on Big Pun's album, Yeah, Baby, right? He lets Remy Martin come and spit a whole entire song. But the way that he introduces her is probably one of the one of the one of the things I love the most. And if you guys have not picked up on it, that's where part of the intro or part of the segment for obviously my ladies come in. So that part where you start hearing big pun talk, that's what hey, I'm talking about. Ladies. That's me. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? Where the right here. Sometimes you gotta fool them. Sometimes you gotta send a woman to a man's job, you know what I mean? In this case, my girl here like a grown motherfucking man. That's that beat. That nigga's man lay low. Catch you where it hurt, you know what I mean? Blow your balls off, nigga. Yeah. Go listen to that song, Mrs. Martin. I'm talking about, like, when I heard that, like, even when I think about that song, it makes you remember, like, yo, why Remy Ma went to jail? Because Remy was that bitch, for real, for real. Like, 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 murdering bitches in the street, murdering L Lady Luck, murdering Foxy Brown. Like, put any broad in front of her, and she was shutting her down. Bars upon bars upon bars upon bars. Everybody, all them bros is out there trying to get racks on racks on racks from the stacks on stacks on stacks. She was out there spitting bars on bars on bars. Remy Ma. All right, you know what? You talked about this yesterday, and I got curious because you hyped it up a bit much. And now I'm like, this is typical talent. I'm about to listen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, we have some words. It, it is right. a song worth listening to, but I played that for a reason because the ladies also fought. Wait, what's one? Yeah, baby. Miss Martin. It's called Mrs. Martin. <coughs> you need to listen to that whole album, by the way. You know what? Not for nothing, Natalie. Classic album. You should just let that whole album ride. Not for nothing. Know, you should just let that know. whole album rock. We're talking about it. Also got that. Oh. I heard percent. Hundred percent. I mean, get off my dick, my dick, my dick, my dick, my dick. Get off my dick, my dick, my dick. Get off my dick. I just wanna take time to talk to everybody. Who ain't show me love and let me rock the mic at their party? Now you gonna get what you deserve, and that's a dick in your mouth. Cause me and Pun is gonna show you what it's about. Oh, you a nasty fuck. <laughs> Yo, let that whole Tony Sunshine Tony Sunshine would be disappointed in Yo. you. He will, but I'm not a singer though. I don't. I don't do vocals for real. I'm, listen, I'm a talking head. I'm not a so, singer. So, 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 leave that shit alone. Listen, I'm, I'm a karaoke phenom. I'm, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, definitely, yo, that is a classic album. You should definitely let that whole album ride. 
from front to back, from back to front. You will not be disappointed from the creation of a monster to, to, to Mrs. Martin to all of it. I'm talking about even even your even that other joint that, that you guys that y'all that's lost hundred pounds. I'm about to live. I'm about to live. It's so hard. Yeah. Everybody wanna be like pun, but they won't bust they gun. It's so hard. That shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all on there. But the ladies, you know I had to represent the ladies for a reason because we had former light is it lightweight champion? Whatever the fuck she was, straw weight, strawberry weight champion, right? Espaza taking on Waterson. We had the cookie monster taking on I don't know what the hell Waters uh, Michelle Waters' nickname, I forget. But all I know all I know is that I have to look up bikini pictures of Michelle Waterson. I'm not gonna lie. She was thicker than a snicker. <laughs> she was thicker than a snicker. Like, like she was doing her warm-ups and, and that rack was going up and down. I was like, yo, because normally most UFC fighters are kind of flat. Like, like she had a stack. Like, 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 like no, no. Like, like she was built like some pancakes. Like, whoo. And I like, like, not that bad. Like, I'm talking about like, no. No, 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 like that in a bad way. I'm talking about like a good stack. Like a buttermilk stack. You know what I mean? With, with, with some syrup, some butter on there. You know what I mean? Because baby got back. Yo. Yo, yo, she had back and front. And then she backed it up and went to the front. Like, yo. Mercy, 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 this fight was disappointing to me. And I always knew I was going to talk about this fight because it was the ladies. What's going on, Brew Kulu? I see you joining us on Instagram Live. If you want to listen to the podcast because you don't want to watch my mean mug, always go hop into the pod bean. Listen, I know I got a face built for radio, but listen, it's a face. <laughs> so, this fight was between two wrestlers, right? Two women that were very dominant in their wrestling role. Now they both they both have had about the same amount of fights. 16 and 6 for Espaza, 17 and 7 for Waterson. Espaza is a, is a former champion. She came up through that tough enough competition as well. One the first champion in that division, but that was now led by Rose, by the way. Who was also in that who was, who was also in, in that tough enough competition with her. At the time, we can like when Espaza won a championship, you can see why she won a championship. She was probably one of the most more polished um, individuals at that time. If I'm not mistaken, Espaza had come from another wrestling organization and was a champion there as well. Um, and so, by the, so she had a, she had a very good style to her, which is basically was 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 a, was a lay on you takedown wrestling style. You know what I mean? She was she was reluctant in her takedowns. She used to go for it, and when she got you down, she stayed on you and and basically worked top control, which isn't the most aesthetically pleasing way to fight. You know what I mean? Like, listen, when you do it like, like, like Doug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell, it's 100% aesthetically pleasing. She's not that kind of individual. Like she, or she wasn't always that relentless. And you can definitely see it now, right? That she isn't that relentless with her takedowns anymore. She isn't that pursuing with her takedowns anymore. Now you see, you see her go after one, and, and then, and then quickly, and then quickly give them up. She wasn't, she wasn't the person that basically won that belt. But she managed, she managed to win this fight. Which I'm, I'm going to tell you, it was a very lackluster fight. It was a very lackluster fight. For two individuals that wrestled, they stayed on their feet the majority of the time and threw fakes at each other. Like, they pumped fake the shit out of each other. 
Like, holy fuck, my neck hurt the way they pump fake so much. Damn. Like, that much. Like, like, like I'm about to see, like, I'm about to shoot my, my headphones off. I'm about to play with the pump fake. Pump faking like D-Wade. For real. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, not even like D-Wade. Pump faking like that nigga with the broke shot. At the <laughs> oh. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. That nigga that gets into the yes. paint. But <laughs> like, nigga, you done pump fake 12 times. Strip that motherfucker when he comes down. <laughs> Just slap Look, on the looking like a 2K glitch. For real. And that's the, you know what I'm like, pumping that nigga that you slap on the wrist after after the 12 pump for just to get the ball out their hand. <laughs> like, fuck it, I'm fouling this nigga now. <laughs> waste of my goddamn time. <laughs> and that's how I felt about this fight. It was a waste of my goddamn time. I'm sorry. And I, and I don't ever like talking bad about women, but I have to keep it real. I, 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 I cannot... Listen, as, as much as I will definitely give you as much push as, as you need to get because I don't feel like, I don't feel that you get enough pushing. Oh, my God. As, as I keep seeing with Kobe and, 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 and Chris Paul and, and who was he talking to? Not Chris. Um, was it Steve Nash? No, not Steve Nash. Who was he in cahoots with to try to help this women's game grow, women's basketball grow? Uh, I think it was Steve Nash. Ooh. Kobe. Co um, Tony Parker. Tony Parker. There we go. I, 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 had, I had foreign point gun in my head <laughs> but but yeah i would have loved to see what him because tony parker is is, is 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 a goat in his own right that's a fact like 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 he Underrated. may not he may not be one of but he is a goat in his own right because he definitely gonna go that down pick and roll that, that, pick, that pick and roll the the the, the, the floater in the lane the euro the step as, in the lane the euro step as well him and ginobili like like he's up if, internationally if he's tony a goat. parker yeah he's if tony be, parker if if his drives were on point it's game set match for you that game. Yeah, if that floater is working, oh, it's a rock. It's a and, and, and oh my god, I remember when Tony Parker, um, I forgot like during their last playoff run or the last two playoffs, Tony Parker was had the most points in the paint out of anybody in that series, and he was the shortest person on the on the court. Mm. They had Tim Duncan on their team. Mm. So let me rephrase. Let me make you understand that Tony Parker had the most points in the paint in a playoff series that involved. Tony Parker, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Manny Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard. Take it for what you want. Tony Parker's a goat in this bitch. <laughs> and and, and he's, de he's definitely going to burst. He, like, he could, he, we know he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. We know that. Is he going to be first ballot? We're going to see. His, his time isn't quite. Is he, wait, is he, he's not up yet? He never, no, that's because he played those years in Charlotte. I forgot he had those years in Charlotte. Yeah, I think he still got a couple more years. Yeah, he's uh, but he but he he may be first ballot, but he's definitely gonna be in the Hall of Fame. And if there's an international Hall of Fame, he needs to be in the he'll be a first ballot international Hall of Fame. <laughs> because I mean the Hall of Fame is for everything. International play, I, I know, college play, all of it. Well, I know we have the regular basketball hall of fame. I didn't know if overseas if they had their own and I think they do. They have their own Yeah, they should. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, I think, I they, think they, they have do. their own international hall of fame, if I'm not mistaken, and he definitely should be making he should definitely should be walking directly in there. But also, he's also helped he's also part of those guys that help break the the myth of soft foreign players. You know what I mean? He helped pay the, pave the way for Agent Zero, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> 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 
yo, 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 yeah, no, we, we had to take that name away because you, you know what I'm talking about. It's, we we gonna strictly refer to the other guy as Hibachi. He's now Agent Zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Zero in a bad way. Yes, Agent Zero in a bad way. <laughs> but he paved the way for guys to come in like that, and you no longer thought of them as soft, and you started thinking about them as a skill set. Him, Ginobili, like they really helped. Like if, if you, th you watching this Jordan thing, you'll think that Tony Kukoc would have helped pave that. Nope, 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 nope. Because they were still, because because Vince Carter was still out there wrecking people's careers. It took Tony Parker, <laughs> Manny Ginobili, and 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 a couple other foreigners. Let's not let's not disrespect Dirk. You know what I mean? Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash. It took those guys to my man Dirk. Dirk. You know what I mean? So it took it took a combination of those guys to really start changing the narrative. And from that point guard position, oh yeah, it definitely was Tony Parker. Uh, initially. Steve Steve Nash was still kind of very you know, he was he was very yeah, still pick and roller, still very highlighted, still but Tony he Parker was pedestrian for a bit. I mean he he got it he got it listen. The fact that Steve Nash got an MVP and Tony Parker hasn't I feel is disrespectful. Don't do that. Don't do that. What? Don't do that. What? No, this, we're not going to be disrespecting Steve Nash's MVPs. No! We'll, I'm not disrespecting we'll his take, MVPs. We'll, we'll, I'm saying that the fact that Steve Nash has gotten two and Tony Parker doesn't have any, I find kind of... I think playing with the best... I think playing with the greatest power forward of all time will take some votes away from you too. Fair enough. I can't, I can't deny that. They had, they had a heavy squad. And then also... The coaching system. I, I can see where, yeah, having the having the best power forward in the league, you know, probably one of the best, um, considered one of the best players in the league <laughs> at the time. And then you add on Ginobili, you add Parker, on Tony Parker and the system. Tony Parker is a prime example of too maybe too much talent because there's so much talent from the coaching, the organization, yes. the players on the team. They take away from your shine. Not necessarily a bad thing, but when it comes to like your personal accolades, shit that Tony really didn't care about, it may take a hit in terms of MVP votes, more all-star appearances, because I honestly feel like Tony should have been in more all-star games than he was in. He definitely should have. He, he, he probably should have, but once again, like when you're talking about some of those, I can see how he can get... I mean, real shit, I hated the guy while he was playing. I, I fucking hated him. I, I really couldn't stand him. But now, since he stopped playing, like, you go, you go the appreciation for what he was doing. Oh, listen, I hated, I, hated, I hated Tim Duncan forever. Those Twin Towers? That Twin Tower shit? I hated Tim Duncan forever. For a long... It took Tim Duncan's respect for me to start liking him. And the fact that he never said anything. And he was, and he was so inconspicuous. Like, how can you hate the fucking Quiet Storm? <laughs> so next up, hate right? the quiet storm. I can't. I can't. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was. They were definitely unlikable <laughs> for a time. Also, on the fight card was Olenek versus Verdom. This fight right here, I'm gonna tell you, this was another disappointing fight to me. These, this was a fight of two of the mo more veteran fighters of the of of UFC. They both are 42. And I'm not going to lie, this fight looked like a fight between old people. I wasn't I wasn't excited. It was a lot of leaning, a lot of breathing, 
a lot of like, like a lot of dirty boxing kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of leaning on you, trying to push you on the gas. A lot of body weight. A lot of hope. Like I didn't want to see. Yeah, this was a yeah, this was a fight that I remember vividly. Like like this was like, this fight was so disappointing to me. Like but but also once again, this is one of those name fights. Like when I so, granted these aren't comparable to Mike Tyson and Al and 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 and, and Holyfield, but. These are two names in their sports that for the veterans UFC guys, we're like, oh shit, Verdum is fighting again? Okay, let's go check this up because at one point in time as a heavyweight, Verdum was, was dominant. He was putting on good fights. He, this is he was a, that nigga. Yeah, this is a fight that is like, when I said that this is really based off of name more than, more than it is what they can do in the ring, this was the perfect example of it. Espaz was another one, but Espaz is about to get herself a championship fight based off that fight, and she's gonna and she's gonna get embarrassed, I think. <laughs> but this fight was just literally, we needed to fill the card. Let's go show some love to our to, to our to our older community, and let's let's show them that the old guys can still rock it. <laughs> but they couldn't. <laughs> like they, I, I was embarrassed. I'm like, damn, now I'm three years away from you guys. I, I, I and y'all making this shit look slow. And then. The fight that was half and half, the main card of the prelims. I keep calling him Bobby Pettis, but I've been I've had a, I found a way to correct that. It's Anthony Pettis and Cowboy Cerrone, two big names in in, in UFC, two really mm -hmm. big names in UFC. Guys that came through the tough enough, guys that held guys that held championships, guys that were in the number one contendership um, plenty of times. Actually, Cerrone is the number one contender in, in his division right now. Um, guys that have had highlight real knockouts. Like Pettis, Superman punch off the off off the fence. And not for nothing. This fight a little was a little lack lackluster to me as well. This fight looked a little too friendly to me. I didn't see what I wanted. I, I put it say this this fight card started off a lot better than it ended. At least for the prelims. Ryan Spann started off with action and then we got and then we got the and then we, and then we got the Doug Nasty fight and the Luca fight which which was pure action and then it kind of tapered off by the time we got to Esparza. Died down a little bit more by we got to Olenek and Verdun, but it picked up some with Pettis and Cerrone. But it was still, put it this way, they're not, they're not, they're not the fight of the night. They are not the fight of the night. Fight of the night, I, and, I, and I have to fight out, because I don't know if they're going to do fight of the night for the prelims, and then also give a separate one for the main card individuals. But fight of the night needs to either be, so far for the prelims, either to Ryan Spain, I'm sorry, not Ryan Spain, but Bryce Mitchell or Luca. Those two need to get fight of the night. I think the Luca fight got it. The Luca Price fight. Anthony Pettis and, and Cerrone. I watch Pettis very, very cautiously. Because he's always been the guy that I felt like he always got height, but he doesn't have heart. Mm. And Nothing more annoying than that. And, nothing, and <laughs> the lacklusterness of this fight, the way that the action wasn't pushed enough in this fight, I felt like, remember how he said, like, listen, for some individuals, all you need is somebody across from you to make that fight, to, to, to make you want to compete. That's what we saw with Thug Nasty. That's what we saw with Luca. That's what we saw with Price. You know how we said we need the crowd sometimes to get a motherfucker up? Well, that's Pettis. Mm -hmm. And that's still how I feel about Pettis. I still feel like Pettis did not get up for that. Pettis look out of shape. 
Like, like, like. But he won. He won. And I'm saying, and the, way I'm, the reason why I'm saying it with this high pitched voice, because even he was shocked that he won. <laughs> <laughs> like, he came out with a victory, but he was like, oh shit, I won? Yeah, nigga. You won. Fuck. Now we gotta see you, what, possibly get a title fight now? Because, like I said, Cerrone was the number one contender. What happens when you beat the number one contender? Don't you become the number one? Like, if I beat the man that's set up to go take on the man, then I should be the one taking on the man then. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you got, like, I feel like you should have just lost your, 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 your number one contendership. I'm not sure if Nat just ended her call or she just uh, fell into the background or she was just hopping off. <coughs> and that was, that was UFC fight night. And again, ultimately, I came away pleased. Like I told you, like I had, I had enough, I had enough ups and downs. The adrenaline was going. I, I, I was able to rewatch a bunch of fights and still get all of the action or still get all of the thrill that I wanted to get out of it. Like I watched it the first time. UFC isn't going to stop or slow down. I should say they have events lined up next week, the week after that, I believe. Like, they, they already have their next two to three shows coming up. And it is going to be... So like I said, I did not notice there was a missing of the crowd. I didn't. I didn't notice at all. I didn't... I must end... And, and I'm glad... Uh, and, you, and you said it earlier, like, normally when you see the crowd, is that it's because they cut to the crowd. Like, once, exactly. Because honestly, once you become engulfed in the action, once you become fully engulfed in the action, whether you're a fighter, whether you're a fan, whether you're watching or you're, in, or, or you're alive, well, maybe not, maybe not live. Right, because because people get in your way, <laughs> but are uh, but you very quickly forget that the fans are there when you're just watching this because you're just trying to watch the action, and then you realize that you know what I only notice the fans is that when something happens they're gonna cut to the fans to see the people's reaction, and ultimately what that is for is so that we can relate to what's going on because you want because they're, 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 it's a show that they're putting on it's for cinematic effect, they want the people at home to see the crowd reaction, to see if you are reacting the same way that they are reacting, or to force you to act how they are acting. Right. But without the fans there, I was able to watch this. I was able to be fully engulfed. Once again, like at some point, at, at, at different fights, like I did it during the Luka fight, I put that fight on silent and watched that striking shit, and watched that striking clinic. Holy shit, that fight in silent is a show. That fight right there is one to put on silent and rewatch like hot fire <laughs> like some dylon <laughs> shit but we could go from one fight game to another fight game and that was because they weren't the only fight industry putting on an event this past weekend WWE also had a fight this weekend. Had a, had one of their pay-per-view events called Money in the Bank. Now their Money in the Bank pay-per-view, the way that this is set up is that there's a briefcase that hangs from the the top of the ring. You have to you have to retrieve this briefcase with a ladder. And what happens is that with that briefcase, you are guaranteed a title match at any point in time over the next year. Anywhere, anytime. So if the dude is in the ring 
and he just got stomped out by 12 people, you know what you can do? You could come and cash in your money in the bank. Bring a referee out, come and pin that guy, and there goes your championship. Normally when they normally when WWE and and I'll and I'm address everybody. I'm address the the true fans and the one hundred percent non believers. <laughs> right? The people that I just don't but the people that stop fighting because oh, it's fake. Well, let me tell you how it's set up because the people that still watch, we understand this, and there's always things that you're looking forward that you're looking for. So the money in the bank winner is usually a good indication of who they have planned to be their next champion. So that's what you're usually watching for. Who is going to get the next push in WWE? Who's going to be the next guy, the next face of the company? Now, sometimes it isn't always that. It could be put in there for different aspects and different reasons. The, these two Money in the Bank winner, winners both bring up a very, very interesting question to me. And that is, how do they plan on cashing in their money in the bank? And let me explain why I'm asking this. On the women's side, Oscar ended up winning the women's money in the bank. Now, Asuka, since she's been in WWE, has had a illustrious career. She has had multiple pushes in the WWE. She had she had a push as a solo as a solo fighter. She had she had a push as a solo fighter, where she had a run of almost a year and a half where she didn't lose a match. Mm. When that happened, she became champion. It took the lights of Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, who is already a 10-time women's champion, to go and take the crown from her. Asuka has had a push as a tag team individual. And all of a sudden, I just lost all um, audio from you, KJ. There was a little background noise that was coming. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Okay, it's back. Okay. Okay. Um. Was doing something real quick, so just a gotcha. quick mute. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, perfect. So I want to do this a little bit then. Uh, so they they've given her multiple pushes. One, um, as a solo individual, they gave her a push where she didn't lose for almost a year and a half. She was the NXT champion. She came over to WWE on the, on the main card. Was a raw was the was the women's champion. The only reason why she eventually lost is because she lost to who's now who they're probably gonna end up making the greatest women's champion of all time, and that's Charlotte Flair. They. Gave her a push as a tag team, where they brought in some, where they where they brought in a, another um, Asian, you know, tag team partner for her. gave gave them a tag team as well. They lost only to what is considered Alexa Bliss, who they've got given a, a major push to in the women's division as well. So Oscar doesn't lose out in pushes a, a very often. Now on the male side, was something very something similar. I told you that Oscar. Her, her very latest push was as a tag team. So what ends up happening now is that we don't know how Oscar's going to utilize this belt. If she is going to do a solo push again and go after a solo championship, either the NXT, who's held by Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown championship held by... I just forgot her name. I just forgot her name. I just forgot her name. Bailey. There we go. Or the Raw's championship 
held by Becky Lynch. Because she does have three options. But she actually has four. And this may be the and, and this is what I'm curious about. Because both individuals, the men and the women, both bring in this option. That for the very first time, we may actually see. I see Nat trying to call back in. Let's connect her. Oh, she's in. Oh. Connected you right in. Look at that. Um she it brings Still in a on the line, I just had a call. So. No problem, no problem. I get it. But it brings in a very interesting point that not only does she have the opportunity to cash it in as a solo artist or single wrestler, but for the very first time, we may actually see the money in the bank contract cashed in for a tag team championship. With Asuka not only being a solo act, but also very recently be having a tag team partner in in a, in a mere single Kylie or Kyrie Singh, whatever the mistress of the sky. No, she's not the mistress of the sky. Whatever, the insane elbow broad. On the male side, they did something very similar. They had a lot of individuals in this fight in, in this match that I thought, which is actually, which is actually very odd because normally when they have these fights, you can automatically tell who's not going to who's not going to win and who they are going to let win. And normally, when they put in an individual that's part of a tag team in this match, you automatically know that individual is not going to win. They had guys like AJ Styles in here, which I was surprised they didn't give him um, another Money in the Bank contract. They had Baron Corbin, who they've given this guy every single push that you can imagine. He has had Money in the Bank. He has had King in the Ring. He has had... Um, he has had a, um, a GM position. He has had, like, he has had every single gimmick position that you could imagine to give him a push. And he still doesn't push right. <laughs> like, stroke game weak. <laughs> <laughs> they had individuals like um, Alex the Black, who we thought that he would definitely possibly get a push. So, like, so I was surprised by at least those, I was surprised AJ Styles didn't get it. I was surprised Baron Corbin didn't get it. I was surprised that Alistair Black didn't get it because I thought they would be giving these guys pushes. It'll be their time to get a push. They also had Rey Mysterio in this match. Now, we all know Rey Mysterio is in... Now, he is one of those recognizable guys. He is in this match because, you know what? Yeah, you're here to help give somebody another, a push. You're here to push over somebody else. You're here just to be part of this match. Your recognizable face is one of our big matches. We want kids to match. And Rey Mysterio, ironically, still resonates with kids. I don't know how, but he still, he still resonates, he still sells massively in the child market. Maybe because he's five foot two, but <laughs> he sells very heavy in the child market. But he didn't get a push either. They had Dolph Ziggler there. Dolph Ziggler always goes ha always goes half and half. You never know if, if he's if he's if he is getting another push himself, or if he's there to push somebody else over. And in this particular climb, we were there and we saw that he was actually pushing somebody else over. They actually gave it to the most unpredictable person, which was Otis of the tag team. What's their tag team name? Bang and Clank. Heavy machinery. <laughs> so they gave it to Otis from the tag team Heavy Machinery. Now, 
I am kind of I am kind of curious of what they're gonna do with him, because his tag team partner has been gone for a while. I'm not sure if he's an injury that he's tailoring to. They haven't had a lot of tag team matches um, um very often, and he has been having this solo story that has been involving Mandy Rose. If you don't know who Mandy Rose, go look her up. What you do with their time after that is up to you. <laughs> but she's pretty hot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So they've been doing this weird storyline with Mandy Rose and, and Otis, which I'm not sure if this is going to lead to Otis getting a solo push or if Mandy's going to end up being a manager for a tag team. But what, that's do what it does again, it raises the question. With Otis winning Money in the Bank, is Otis going to go after a solo championship or is he going to stay true to his partner? Or is the storyline going to allow him to stay true to his partner? And are we for the first time going to see a Money in the Bank contract used to cash it in on a tag team championship match? And if that is the case, that is going to be something very interesting to watch with WWE for the, for the next year because they have never, ever done a Money in the Bank for the tag team championship. And now both the men and the women based off of their, their current position and storylines in the WWE, they now have the opportunity to even go after both. It's going to be interesting and intriguing to hear where they go. And one of the good things, too, is that that's what Monday Night Raw, or today, starts. Is that they start teasing now to see who they're going to pick. And I, for one, I am already hooked. Because while wrestling may be fake, once again, it's still a storyline built into everything. Right? It's still entertainment television. And I watch this for entertainment television. And then, you know, when people say that this is fake, I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you this really, really, really. Outside of sports, what are you watching on TV that isn't fake? For you to say that this is fake. I'm sorry, is power real? Is 50 Cent really going out there murdering niggas? Is, is Empire real? Hmm. Um, The Sopranos. All of that shit that you guys are watching. Um, um, Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm sorry, are there dragons out there? So before you come out there and be like, oh, wrestling ain't real. Once again, everything that you watch is fake. It has a storyline. The only thing that is real is real sports. Wrestling has never said they're real sports. They call themselves sports entertainment. Which I, which I always wondered why it took them until last year, a couple years ago, to finally get back on WWE, I mean on ESPN, where ESPN's literally is called Entertainment Sports Program Network. <laughs> but yet wrestling was too fake. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you just didn't know how to present it to the people that, that, that actually would like to talk wrestling. Because you know what? While ESPN wasn't talking about, you know what wrestling, you know what was happening in the wrestling community? There was tons of wrestling podcasts making, you know, tons of people talking wrestling. Peter Rosenberg, wrestling podcast dude, made his name there. Now look at him, Hot 97. Now also with Michael K, the voice of the voice of the Yankees on the, on the afternoon drive, and with WWE and a bunch of other platforms. So you can call it what it wants. It's entertainment. And the fact that you're like, oh. Then I want you to take a good leak of everything else that you're watching. And you tell me what the fuck you're watching that's real except for sports. And even when you're watching sports, I'm pretty sure you'll be like, yo, this shit is rigged. Shut the fuck up and get out of my face. <laughs> get on my nerves. <laughs> so, in this storyline, back to it again. I'm actually going to be very interested to see. And I think that 
a lot of wrestling fans, and I haven't had a, I haven't had a chance to talk with them to even see if they feel about this in the same post. I was hoping to get um, um, the host of the Unstoppable podcast to come and talk um, and, and join us with this segment. I was even hoping that Brew Crew Lou was going to stay long enough to see if he felt that way as well, because they're all wrestling fans as well, and and, and I wanted to see if, if that that little tidbit or that or that or let them let those two individuals win a match if it brought those same kind of curiosities to them that it brought to me. Because that's how I look. I'm like, okay, how many different ways can this branch grow? And then it is just like anything else in your life. Once you see all the different possibilities, then you'll be like, holy shit, I'm excited. Because now you had it, now you want to see how things play out. That's all it is. Now obviously outside of Money in the Bank there were a couple of championship matches. There was Braun Strowman taking on Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman Braun Strowman will would and end up overcoming Bray Wyatt. Now I say Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt has two personas. He has Bray Wyatt and he also has The Fiend. So what I'm assuming that this is going to set up is that it's going to be, first this is the fight between Bray Wyatt, which he won very, very, very convincingly. And then we're going to see him take on, take on The Fiend, who's supposed to be this extra phenomenal, this, basically he's a, he's a version of Undertaker and Kane. You know, a version of Mankind. You know, like a new Mankind kind of. You know, a guy that's kind of oblivious to pain. We're gonna see how those two end up meeting again down the road. Because I feel like this is going, this is setting up for the Fiend to have a championship match against Braun Strowman. Which, listen, for all you individuals that are anime fans, right? Especially if you are fans of Naruto, you will love Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman reminds you of Rock Lee, <laughs> while everybody else is out there. Throwing jutsu, yo, firebender jutsu and earth jutsu, rock jutsu, lightning jutsu. Yo, all he does is come out there and be like, yo, catch these hands jutsu. <laughs> that's what Braun Strowman is. Everybody gets these hands. And if you watch Naruto, that's what Brock Lee was. While everybody else is throwing this shit, yo, he had square up jutsu. What up, B? <laughs> you soft if you can't throw these hands. Why you? It's like my father, like yo. Why you gotta pull the knife for? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you, why don't you shoot me the fair one? Why you gotta bust out your jutsu? Why don't you just shoot me the fair one? <laughs> I, I go. I go everywhere. I, yeah, you, I, I'm diverse. Yeah, I talk about some anime. Just wait. You guys just wait to this Halloween. You guys wait to this Halloween. I am gonna burst out my first anime character ever this Halloween. Yes, I'm doing it. Listen. For those watching, this hairstyle that you're seeing, this is part of the costume. This is part of the costume. The fact that I got these two hairs right here growing down across my face, this is part of the costume. I got to train my hair to grow down across my face like this. This is part of that process. Listen, I do nothing half-assed. I loves me some Halloweens. <laughs> I can't wait to see this shit. <laughs> I can't wait to see this shit. I gotta stop. I gotta stop prepare. I gotta stop pieces of it. Because if, if I know you the way I know, I just missed that and I just stepped in on the end. Wait, 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 time out, time out. I just came I in at the end. So who Natalie, are you gonna be? Natalie, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not telling them who on on the ear. I'm not telling them who on the ear. Oh. Yeah, I'm not telling them. Oh. I would never tell them who on the ear. I told you. I think I may have mentioned it to you personally. And if you and if you say it now, I'll I'll, I'll switch it up and I'll curse and I'll curse your house. <laughs> <laughs> Petty. <laughs> but she knows how I feel about Halloween. Petty, Betty in the building. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I, I actually already talked about it. it. Said Petty Betty. Yo, when I got news yesterday that Betty Wright passed, do you know I I completely misread that? 
And really? I thought it was Betty White. <laughs> On Mother's Day, I was like, yo, stop it. Like, she's everybody's mom. Like, stop. <laughs> like, she is, she is beloved. Not for nothing. That's facts. Yeah, she, like, she is, like, she is beloved. So, I don't want to take anything away from losing Betty Wright. But, once I found out it was Betty Wright, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is still bad, because Betty Wright is still, is still a goddess in her own right. Like, like, she, like, she, go look up Betty Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, bangers. Oh, no, she got them for you. She she got them bangers. Oh Lord. Now, the last fight. Uh, you know I don't even want to talk anymore wrestling. I'm I'm, I'm gonna skip all the wrestling. I'm I'm done with it for right now. <laughs> Only because, right? I'm a betting man. Not really, but I'm a betting man. <laughs> and. I really want to talk some NFL before we leave here today, all right? And before we go, I want to talk some NFL before we go into our topic of the evening. The topic of our evening is, are there 10 power forwards in the league better than Draymond Green? Since Draymond Green has been in the league, have there been 10 power forwards better than him? And I'm telling you, I found 10. I found 10. I don't know where I heard Yes, I was hoping you would find 10 because I was like, nah, please do not tell me I got to put Draymond in the top 10 power forwards. Please tell me no. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning at the beginning of the show, I was searching. I literally put power forwards since 2012. Give me all of them. I was like, Dirk, yes. Kenji, yes. Tim Duncan, yes. Blake Griffin, I always thought you were soft and could be a better player, but goddamn it for this segment, yes. yes. Yo, Luis, so before we get to our topic of the evening, I wanted to get into some NFL talk, right? <laughs> Just to let you know, right? Because I don't know where I heard this at. I don't know where I heard this at, but the person, wherever I heard this at, they said Draymond Green was top five, if not at least top ten. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, Nelly! And once again, and w- shout out Keith Jackson. <laughs> whoa, Nelly! <laughs> Yo, I was like, I'm gonna have to talk this talk because somebody is talking reckless. Somebody like that's, that's, I, listen, we're gonna have to stop disrespecting Charles Barkley because I know that only came up from there. I only, I only know it came up from there. Stop it. Like I was like, I don't know. I don't. I'm telling you, I can't remember why I heard this. Cause I want to say it was somebody's personal podcast. And when they said this, I was like, "You lucky I don't turn you off right now." Because I, because I, I, <laughs> I know I say outlandish shit, and this is probably how people feel about me sometimes, right? Yes. <laughs> I know I say some outlandish shit, but really, be real, like. Re- I, you know what? They got me over here doing a beatbox. Like, that's how. I, I was like, I, I can't. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Yeah, let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest and be real. But that's, I'm not going to talk about that. T- that's just, I want to save it to them because it was going to get heated. Let's go into some quick NFL talk, right? Um, and I'm going to save the schedules for Wednesday. Right? I'm going to save the schedules for Wednesday before we before we get into the folk talk, that folk talk. I just
just really wanted to bring up one quick thing about the NFL right now. And is that there's still two quarterbacks right now in the NFL that are dominated headlines. Dominating headlines. For the wrong reasons. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Drew Brees. It's not Russell Wilson. It's not what could be considered literally any of the goats of, of, of quarterbacks. One really good one. But no goats. And this is between Dak Prescott and Cam Newton. Mm, mm, mm. And before I get to Dak and my disgust with that situation, let me talk about Cam very briefly. Because I just want to continue to re regurgitate that if Cam Newton is no longer a starting quarterback in this league. Why is Matt Ryan? I'm not. I'm not joking about this anymore. Like, I, 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 like you may have thought it was just like I am 100% serious. If Cam Newton is no longer a starting quarterback in this league, why is Matt Ryan? Why is Kirk Cousins? Why is Gardner Minshew? Why is Nick, well, not Nick Foles. Nick Foles got a Super Bowl. Like, why? Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Mm, mm, mm. So. To be honest, I ain't gonna lie. You put Cam Newton in that San Francisco 49ers team, that shit is a whole lot better off offensively. Cam has said he doesn't want to be a backup anywhere, and I get it. Like, Philip Rivers got, got that job before he did. And I'm sorry, I, I would have given that job to Cam. Because once again, like, I understand what you're saying. If you want, if you want a guy like Phillip Rivers, make Phillip Rivers your backup because you know that Cam may get injured. And like, but you don't make Phillip Rivers a guy that's going to get injured. Like, you understand? Cam Newton adds one extra weapon onto the, onto the field. If you, if you have, and, and you know what? And I, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about, and I'm, and I'm talking about Phillip Rivers, and I'm saying this backwards. Right? Because, to be honest with you, he even should have, actually, no, I'm not even saying it backwards. Cam Newton should have even got the job in Indy, or he should have got the job in, 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 in L.A. Once he left. Because I feel like he, he would do better with those weapons than Phillip Rivers will. Even mm. I feel like that, only because he's a runner as well. So now, you, so now, when you have these, you understand? If he goes to L.A., it's the most weapons he's ever had. So think about what he did with no weapons. Or what he's had to do with no weapons. That's the reason why he's injured. You haven't put anybody around him until Christian fucking McCaffrey. And you want to call him watch the fuck up. Give him Philip Rivers weapons. And see what he does with the, with the Clippers. The Chargers. I have LAC stuck in my head when that happened. Sorry. <laughs> well, pull up in there with the Chargers and see what he and, and see how he looks. The Chargers didn't even want Philip Rivers, but you telling me that Indy can't go after Cam? You basically had an offense built for a mobile quarterback, and you bring in Philip fucking No Wheels Ten K 
kids rivers. I swear to God, like I, I just hear Justin Timberlake in my because I, I, I feel like I'm crying this dude a river. It has to be May. Like this is this is ridiculous. That some of these guys are getting jobs over Cam. I'm not the hugest Cam fan in the world. It just makes sense to me that he should get a job over some of these other guys. So, what I really want to know is why is Cam being blackballed in the NFL? That's the real question now. Why is Cam Lewin being blackballed in the NFL? Because I guarantee you, if that Prescott gets, gets cut by the Cowboys, that Prescott gets signed in a minute. Unless he wants that money again, then he's not getting signed. But if he gets signed and he, and he, and he, and he, and he realizes his truth, then, then he gets signed in a minute. How you feel about Cam not getting a job? Actually, you know what? I'm a, I'm, let me go around the room for this one because I'm going to like how this goes. KJ, how do you feel about Cam Newton not, getting, not having a job in the NFL right now? You, you you already know I'm basically on the same point as everything that you said. So if there's one thing that I don't like is redundancy, and I don't feel like wasting the people's another five minutes of the people's time basically explaining the same shit. Ask me, ask no. me. Oh, I am. That's why I left you for last, Natalie. The, 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 the only, the only, the. I think the only thing that I completely disagree with you on is the was on the face that Matt Ryan should be a, shouldn't be a starting quarterback. That because I know I know I was the one who really put that idea in your head. Only because I was pissed <laughs> off about all this, about how Atlanta just cut, how, basically about how just Atlanta consistently underachieves year after year after year. But Matt Ryan's a starting quarterback this week. But either way, back to Cam, it, it it's total bullshit. Well, if anything, New England should be knocking at his door. Washington should be knocking at his door. Chicago should be knocking at his door. Jacksonville should be knocking at his door. The Jets should be knocking at his door, and and. Only because you don't know. There's a lot of teams that really should be knocked. I mean, fucking <laughs> Philadelphia, fucking Philadelphia just gives Carson Wentz all this fucking money and then goes and drafts Jalen Hurts. If you wanted to do that, why not fuck, man? Whatever, man. <laughs> See, you know when island folks are just upset, when it's like, man, I need to kiss their teeth. <laughs> I mean, like, I ain't got shit else to say, but, uh, no. There's, there's one other thing that, like, I know it wasn't just that with Matt Ryan. Matt, I've, I've given Matt Ryan a hard time for a while because I've, even before you said about Matt Ryan, I have said this about Matt Ryan for years. Matt Ryan's whole entire career has been surrounded by Hall of Fame wide receivers. Mm. His whole entire career, he has been surrounded by Hall of Fame wide receivers. So that's the reason why I've said that about Cam. Because he's in Cam's division. They both went to a Super Bowl. They both lost the Super Bowl. Name me the name me the Hall of Fame wide receiver that, or the Hall of Fame offensive player that Cam Newton played with. Steve Smith for two years. Exactly. When he was young. And then they shipped him out like cheap trash. Atlanta has literally been filled with offensive weapons. Their whole in, during Matt Ryan. Basically. They're the tenure. opposite of the Green Bay Packers. Yes. They've given they've given Matt Ryan everything to blow a 28-3 lead. Cam Newton had nothing going into that Super Bowl but his legs. Yet, Cam Newton is the one that's been, oh, we don't know if he could keep doing Get the man weapons. 
But you know what? I get it. I'm going to keep looking into why he's being blackballed. Now, it could be more than him being blackballed. He could also just have some bad juju. Natalie, how do you feel about Cam not having a starting job fan. in the this NFL? Fantastic. <laughs> I could have told you this was going to happen years ago. <laughs> and why is that, Natalie? His downfall is Wait. <laughs> I'm choking on cinnamon. <laughs> you don't need to go into why or how, but let's just say he crossed the path the covet he no! shouldn't have stepped. Go into listen. <laughs> this is a Go into it, right, damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, speak so if you truth. all want to bring it up, I'll speak my truth, and you'll finally understand what happened to Cam Newton. <laughs> we said we're all petty uh, in a way, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not like my family. <laughs> um, my nephew plays traveling basketball. Um, well, he was in the AAU league, and when they traveled to North Carolina, they saw Cam Newton at the airport, and they approached him. Because my nephew was a huge fan, and Cam Newton was very impolite, like very rude. And since that moment, it was just one of those like, as a child, you're going up to someone that you admire, and then they turn out to be a real piece of shit. And yeah, well, at that moment, my sister called up myself and the rest of my cousins, and we had to. That was it. We were like, that's it. That man is done. And it was literally the decline of his whole career ever since then. And that's it. That's all you have to know. He's done. He was a marked man. He crossed the wrong path. That's it. So Cam, <laughs> on top of you, made me, me, on top of you needed to humble yourself on the field. It also sounds like you need to humble yourself. On, wait, on top of humble yourself on the field, you also need to humble yourself off the field. You got some bad brouhaha on you, B. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know what you keep doing to them peoples, but you got some bad brouhaha. And until you come to terms with what you have done, you may not be starting in this job until somebody breaks a leg. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. That was I don't think it might not be what knock, you wanted knock, to hear about the boys. Knock wood. Yeah, we ain't hoping nobody breaks legs out here. Depends on what team he goes to. If he goes to Tampa Bay. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I'm, I'm really hoping. You're not that. hoping anybody breaks legs out here, you okay. evil-ass human being. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Damn. I mean, is, is Tom Brady even a person, though? You evil-ass human being. Get out of here. This, you're, you're hating on Tom Brady, too? I mean, uh. I mean, he's more of a figure than, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm cursing the, the, the legacy, the franchise of Tom Brady. You yeah, because he's been shitting on your Jets for God knows how long. <laughs> I'm so happy he is out. And my Jets are not doing enough to make me confident that they are trying to win the fucking division. You know who is looking like they're trying to win the division? The fucking the Dolphins. Dolphins. Fucking, fucking, fucking shitheads. Like, I'll laugh my ass off if they win this. <laughs> oh my God. Buffalo fans will feel like dog shit too because how look how they look last year, but they haven't done they haven't even they haven't even done much shit to make me think that they're gonna take that division either. 
the the thing that would really make me laugh is if the Patriots still find a way to win that division. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll be like, damn, all oh, y'all suck. You can't see my face right now. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Oh wait, all I have to do is go on the live on IG to see your face real quick. <laughs> oh my I actually wish for that now. I hope the Patriots win the division. I hope the Patriots win the division now. Oh my I actually wish for that now. I hope the Patriots win the Natalie, if you join with your with your, with your IG, you have to put that volume now. Oh. My bad. This is not cool. Bad. I'm sorry for the dead for the dead ear. Like like I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that is not that listen, that, that wouldn't Man That would not be good. I don't Let, know which one. In all, in all, in all, in all serious, as, as your man, I would, I wouldn't wish that on you. I wouldn't wish that on you. I'm gonna have to I do a really poll. I'm gonna have to do a poll. Which would be worse, if the if the if the Patriots still won the AFC, or if the Dolphins won the AFC? It would definitely have to be the Patriots, man. Definitely the Patriots, because now this is y'all. Like, yes, he's gone. This is our chance to shine. And they still come out here when twelve. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know I, what? Because that would be a thumb on the whole on the whole division. Like, if the if if if, if the Miami Dolphins win, at least if we could look at like, okay, it's open again. We all now have a chance. If the Patriots, we were like, we were like that nigga left, and they still doing this. Like, yo, we still suffer with this abuse. Like, what the fuck? I niggas like I got would, this niggas would throw trash. Niggas would throw trash all over the all over the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins if the Patriots won that shit. Like, y'all would be the drag. Y'all would be the drag of everyone's jokes for the next year and a half. Yo, it'd be like getting out of a bad relationship just to find out that your ex now becomes your boss. Basically. <laughs> Basically. I can't. I can't deal in that level of toxic, to tox, toxic, toxic. Dak Prescott. See, they got you. They got you. They got you. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott, I am about gotten fed up with Dak Prescott and his shenanigans. And I know we feel completely different about this. And that's the reason why I make sure I'm saying it this way. I am completely fed up with, with, with Dak Prescott and his shenanigans. Dak, now let's, 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 let's start from the beginning. And let's put what all of this is where this conversation is going to be coming from. People believe that, that, that the Dallas Cowboys should have paid Dak Prescott already with a long-term contract with, guarantee, with, with the guaranteed money he's asking for. And my question is, what is your preface? Now, a lot of the a lot of individuals say it's because they paid Tony Romo. And to me, that is not a good enough reason. And it's not race, because they're tying it into race. And it's not a good enough reason. And what I ask you is if you found out that you made a mistake that cost you twenty years of your life. 
Would you remake that mistake? Especially if it cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. Would you remake that mistake? And that's how I look at the Dak Prescott being not signed by the Dallas Cowboys as of yet. They paid Tony Romo, you're right. They paid Tony Romo over and over again. And if I ask you, should have they paid Tony Romo the way they did? Based off the results? You would say no. Tony Romo wasn't worth that money. Tony Romo, based off what he got paid, did not do what he should have done. So they overpaid him or they mispaid him or they spent their money poorly by paying Tony Romo. If you've done that once, why would you make that mistake again? By paying Dak Prescott, if you're unsure that he can be that winning quarterback for you, if you're unsure that he can take you to a Super Bowl, if you're unsure that he can give Jerry Jones a ring before he croaks, because he doesn't have 20 years to waste anymore. Not 20 years of vibrance. So this is how I look at that situation. Why? Why, why, why would I go down this road again if I just spent with a new person that way? Like, why would I hop back in another toxic relationship when I see all the signs or when I see the signs of the same toxic relationship I was just in for, for the last 20 years? Why would I do that to myself again? Why, why should the Dallas Cowboys pay Dak Prescott, KJ? Listen, the more the more you talk, I, I get I get conflicted between wanting to slap the shit out of you <laughs> and actually hearing what you say. Especially when it comes to that, okay, yeah, I've made the mistake once, why do it again? But here's where I can take it. They've made the okay, they've made the mistake with the quarterback, technically by giving Romo that money. Would you say it was the right decision to pay Amari Cooper $20 million? No. It was bad timing. W they should have... Would, well, would, would you say it's the right... No, let me finish. Would you, say it's, would you say it's the right decision to pay Ezekiel Elliott? The way he's been acting? The way they paid him. I'm not talking about no. paying period. How much they paid him. No. Okay, and, and it's not just those two. There, there's others. I could take it to some of the players on the defense. Jalen Smith, he got paid. Where was he last year? I, I didn't see him making a, an impact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you could say Jerry's pay, like taking the necessary steps, not trying to make that mistake again. I just There's basically three examples where he basically made that mistake of, of possibly overpaying. There's one Zeke. Zeke is are debatable, and I'm, I, I lean more towards he he deserves that money. It's just he's been acting like a fucking ass yeah, out, and, in the, out in the media, getting in trouble and shit. And that's the only even thing that missing, justify his even money. missing even missing games. While Prescott, I can't recall a time I've seen this dude on the injury report. I can't recall a time dude missed practice, even caused any type of headache that he pot that he could have at any point. This is the first time the first time he's even causing type of headache and it's over contract. And the other time that you could even come mad back about anything was possibly having one too many people up in his house. Well listen, he celebrated his birthday. Fuck that. Basically. Like I understand what you recommend, but I'm celebrating my birthday. I'll take my risk if if, if whatever. 
Like, if, if I come down with Corona at that point in time, then his ultimate risk, he's, he's literally playing with his life at that. There's a recovery. You know what I mean? Like, they would have gotten past that. Right. Because they would, they, I mean, they're more mad that he did it. Because if he would have caught it, they, they couldn't have been mad. They would have had to be sympathetic. <laughs> so they're more mad that he did it and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's how the image shows. And, and the fact that he shared the fucker. <laughs> That's really what, like, you shared the fuck. Like, B, seriously? You couldn't keep that shit. I, don't, I, I didn't think it, it was him who shared it. I thought somebody else who was there shared it and saw, and then like you know, Dad's face was revealed, and then it came. No, out he shared. It was house. him. That was his page. It was him who shared that, that was shit. His page. That was Dax's oh, page. Then, oh, then, then you see, you moving, move. First example of Dax moving like a jackass. <laughs> so, the other thing, and, and listen, I, 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 I get. And it's not that I don't get all of the other things that you're saying, right? I, 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 I understand. Like, they should have Amari Cooper should have been a should have been a signing trade. Like they they, yeah. they paid him. I, Especially if you end up going in the draft and getting a receiver yourself. Yeah, because by the like, time by the time they paid him, then you go get. A, but I but once again, I get it. Weapons are weapons are weapons are weapons. You can never have too many weapons. And if you and if, and if you can have a veteran wide receiver there, that's True. a really great route runner to help bring on this young guy, help acclimate him a little into the league. You know what I mean? Show him the cowboy way, even if it's only for one year before you trade Amari Cooper. I can take that. You know what I mean? It, 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 if how you that's how you're building. You know what I mean? It, if you look at the building blocks, but is this they're 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 overall they're not moving as an organization who really cares about Prescott. They're, they're, they're really. They're not. I mean, to go, I, I get, part of me gets the Andy Dalton signing because you're expecting Dak to hold out. So you don't want to be completely ass out with no quality quarterback play while he's gone. But it's just like, B, I'm out here put, I'm out here putting it on the line for you day after day, week after week, year after year. And you slap me in the face by go getting, by go getting this dude Yo, to come in that behind was, me? Come on, B. That was some Rick James shit. When they, like, that Word. was, that was some Rick James shit. When they signed Andy Doe. What did the hands say to the face kind of shit? <laughs> that was some Rick James. I left a fucking unity on your forehead shit. <laughs> but back to Dak a little bit. So while I get it. And I even say, you know what? And the reason why I say I'm ultimately tired of Dak shit. Because there was a contract presented to Dak. He turned it down. He wants more guaranteed money. That Prescott was offered the franchise tag. And he doesn't want that either. He doesn't want to play on that. And I say, and once I get to this point, right, because we heard about the money money. The money money is good. The guaranteed money needs to be, he wanted that to come up. But once you start to get the franchise tag, right, let's start, let's start getting into the franchise tag by definition. Franchise tag is a player getting played as if he is a top five player in the league. Let's, let's, get, that to, let's, let's get that out there. In guaranteed money. This isn't going to be, oh, 30 million for this year and 28 is guaranteed. It is average of the top five, 100% guaranteed money. And if they do it again next year, you know what that is? A bigger portion of 100%. What I'm basically saying is why isn't Dak Prescott betting on himself the way 
Kirk Cousins betting on himself because when they had to finally pay Kirk Cousins, we're like, Kirk Cousins isn't worth this. But you had to finally pay him. Kirk Cousins betted on himself. So that Kirk press Cousins guy, is one. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go no. Say, what did I say? Go ahead. No, what? Because what I was going to say, Kirk Cousins is one of the lucky, rare cases of three consecutive years betting on yourself. You're playing. You're playing a position. You're playing in a, a league. You're playing a game where one hit or one plant shits on everything. Okay. Ask or ask Earl Thomas about it. Ask Earl Thomas, a safety. Y'all, y'all know who Earl is. Goes basically franchise tag. Not trying to get signed. Not. They won't work on the long term deal with him. He holds out. Comes back. And I think by the fourth game of the year, breaks his leg and is out for the rest of the season. Caught it off, and you can see. You all know the image of him flipping off Pete Carroll from the sideline, because you all know what it is. My man's the, the thing with the franchise tag. Why why players don't fuck with it? Yeah, you get a bag for that year, but the problem is, if I get hurt, if I get compromised, or or even say if I'm a running back and I get power driven to the ground, you're gonna use that to try to stab at my money for the next year for in terms of the incoming years the thing that players be looking for is obviously the guaranteed money one and then the like what's the word i'm looking for like stability like you know long term long term these one year shits it's not like the nba nfl niggas do not want to do no one year contract no one year deals they do not want that especially if it's not guaranteed but this obviously, yeah, this is guaranteed. But he's one long term. They want they want to know that if they get hurt, they they still got their bag incoming for the next year while they're training to get right. Because once you get hurt, yeah, you still get that money. But once you get that bread, pfft. which 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 is the bigger picture of it, right? And and, and I get it that they want to try to get that guaranteed money. They want to try to get as much guaranteed money for as long as possible. But there are two individuals that, that, that there's going to be three now, that I'm actually going to say has been, have gone about their, their contract negotiations very smart. Maybe even four, depending on how far I want to go back. And I'm going to mention four names. I'm actually going to keep going back as I, as, I, as I say these four names. Kirk Cousins, Darrell Rivas, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Don't say those last two. Don't say those last two, because we're talking about football. I, no, I, no, no, football. I, 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 and I'm gonna tell you Basketball why. Basketball is different. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why they're, they're mentioning them here, and, I'm, and, and they're gonna stay mentioned in this category, because they realize something. They all realize something. It isn't always about that long guaranteed contract. It's about how many times I can touch that new money in that new market. So if I really, so if that Prescott really believes that, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the quarterback of the future. I'm gonna take this team on. I understand what has always happened conventionally. Stop being conventional. Go unconventional. Be a little bit like Captain Kirk. Like, like listen, Captain Kirk got paid, and you know what we're all saying? You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? Like, you you gotta like that the way he got paid. And, and he got paid because the organization disrespected him to the so listen you get a guaranteed 35 mil this year right because that's the I don't know what I don't know what it would be this year I'm just, I'm just assuming it'll be 35 mil this year 
then you and then unless you're just worried about being injured next year and they have to if they franchise you again franchise that's 40 mil Diggle, that um, if he goes the next i understand he wants it guaranteed but yet basically getting a guaranteed contract on a year-to-year -year basis so if you really plan on playing for the next three years and taking this team where you plan on taking them guess what you're gonna get all of the money you're looking for with those franchise tags and then some because once you can no longer be franchise tag they're gonna have to give you your money and then they're gonna sign you for a four-year deal and 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 work it out well honestly what you should do is sign a two-year deal with guarantee with 100 guarantee and go back into the market and sign another two-year deal 100 guaranteed and go back into the market and then sign, you know and keep doing that that's what darrell revis did because he understood that Darrell revis was holding out every other year to renegotiate i know i'm a jets fan i i knew what happened when he was he was holding out every other year because he's like i'm getting this new money you are going to renegotiate me you ain't gonna listen me being me being, me being considered the top cornerback two years ago isn't getting me paid as a top cornerback right now you done paid 12 motherfuckers like me already i need to get that new money again and then you and he did that for the last what six eight six years of his of his of his of his career. LeBron James is real end up realizing that. It isn't about how many. It isn't about how long these contracts are. It's how often I touch this money, this new money, this new collective bargain agreement, that new percentage that it goes up. Jordan realized that as well too. Coming towards the end. One year deals. One year deals. One year deals. Recycle contract. Recycle contract. Recycle contract. The only like to be honest with you. And I, I end up realizing this from Darrell Rivas, LeBron James, and Kirk Cousins. You honestly shouldn't sign a long-term contract until you have an, until you feel like you no longer can play. Or when you feel like, in this contract, I'm coming out of my peak. Every, every other time, you should touch new money. I'm going to bet on my... I, listen, if I get injured and I, and, I, and I don't have that money for that one year or, or because in NFL, they're only, only going to keep you for so long. I mean, instead, like, if I don't have that money for, for that little bit of time, then when I come back, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to be trying to struggle to get back. I'm sorry. Be, be better money managers. You guys, you guys are functioning on, on multi-million dollar levels. Be better money managers and bet on yourselves. The fact... Yeah, I see that. Wait, is that, is that on both? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, on Instagram. So, in in when it also oh, up, Yanni, I didn't even see her jump in there. When it comes to Dak, him not wanting to bet on himself, it starts to make me wonder about him. On why he's not willing to go out there and bet on himself because the money he's looking for, he can't attain. So what? I, so when he gets paid now, if Dak Prescott starts slacking. I'm gonna be like, see, he just wanted to get paid so he could start slacking. He started, he wanted to start, he wanted to get paid so he could finally take off, like his boy Dak, like like his boy Ezekiel Elliott did. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott got paid and took off, or like, or, or like um Joe Flacco did, got paid and, t and started taking off. Because <laughs> because what does every agent, basically, I understand because because every agent basically functions the same. They want their players to make it to their second contract. That, that, that first contract after their rookie contract. Because that's normally where you're going to get 
your first couple years extension for a couple of million dollars. That's the game. That that that's the life changing contract. So they they usually try to get that that very next contract guaranteed, and then they and then they're willing to play around with the rest of their career. What I'm saying is try is do it now. Why not? You've been betting on yourself since you were in grade school. Why are you stopping now? Because you made it into the highest form of the league? No! This is when the stakes are its highest now. This is when you're actually going to start getting the money for this. So, so, Dak, more than anything with Dak, is that he is starting to disappoint me only because I feel like he's still betting on himself. Why did it? Oh, it kicked you off off the set. Okay. I'm still here. Wait, did you say you was getting off or you had to? Oh, oh it kicked you off. Okay. Well, I'm still here. Tell him to come back. So Dak Prescott. I'm really going to need Dak Prescott to... I'm going to need a narrative around Dak Prescott to cool out. I'm going to need the... I'm going to need Dak Prescott to maybe even, I don't even want to say grow up here, but you can't go through your whole entire life. And I understand there's a, there's a formula that they're, that they're all, that everybody is trying to stick by. But if that formula isn't working anymore, then why not go for an alternative, an alternative method? Why not go for why not go for a method that allows you not only to get continue to get paid, but in a year or two, if you really are the guy that you think that you are going to be, you are going to get paid better than you even thought. And that's real talk. Like, that's that's probably like the realest shit. Out of the whole entire thing, as oh my co-host made it back in. All right, let's get him up here as soon as he pops up. There he goes. Yeah. So let me. Get it. You said Podbean was kicking you off in two minutes, or was it Instagram you were talking about? Podbean. Really? Huh, Cause I didn't get a warning for Podbean. Huh. All right, yeah, that works. It popped up right on my screen. I said, "Whoa." Huh. Huh. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I look like I still got Tommy. I don't see anything yet, so I'm gonna keep on going because we're about to get into the into the. Into the, into the portion of the show that we really wanted to get into today, right? And and I so what I what I end up saying about 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 Dak, I don't know if you heard, is that I I really would like I he needs to be, I really figure that he needs to go in a bet of himself, because if he bets on him if if he if he plans on being the guy that he thinks that he's going to be, betting on himself in two years is going to get him more money than he can even imagine right now. Betting on yourself sounds nice and sweet till somebody blindsides you and makes you sit down for the rest of the year. And then they want to talk about, oh, you got hurt, so we can't give you as much. Well, that was gonna happen anyway, though. Once you get hurt, it is that you would have had a, but you would have had here's a. The, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a, they can't take none of your money away if you already taken away, taken care of long term. That's true. That is true. Exactly. That's why these. That's why these. Like you do all that rob, rob. At the end of the day. I mean, I guarantee money for that one year is sweet. 
But like I said, once you go across that middle, you get lit up. But he's or a you quarter, stand but, back but, there. Like that, said, but he's a or, or like I said, like but but even with him, see here, here's even a perfect example. Say that God forbid this. Remember the year Brady got hurt with his ACL. Mm-hmm. Now say Prescott signs that game, signs that franchise tag, and God forbid this happened. Knock wood. Something like that happened to him. Where he stands back there in that pocket and somebody pops him right there in that knee. Now what? Then he has his then he has then he has his money for that full year and he lost his bet. It's called betting on yourself. <laughs> it's it's, it's so, trash. I, I'm not I'm not if I'm Dak, I'm doing the same shit. I want my long term. Yeah, if I, if I'm if I'm if I'm Dak, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll go to Kirk Cousins' route. Like I'll go because you know what? I plan on being a stud. I plan on being. You understand? You're like you telling me I can't be. I can't be Kirk Cousins. It's not. It's not. I. I want people to under, make sure they understand. I, I get. It's not about. It's. It's not about making. Not well, me thinking that I'm not that dude. That I'm not that nigga. It's about also making sure that I protect myself and make sure my family's good long term. I get it. And and how many athletes? Sometimes. Sometimes these athletes? decisions are not based only for you. It's based for other people down the line. And. And, and and I get that, but listen, thirty three mil for one year is still game changing money. But let's not get it twisted. Based off what he's getting paid right now, he get, he, if he gets thirty five mil for one year, it's still game changing money. He just wants to try to get a hundred something million guaranteed right now, so that he could take off well, the. Tra- see, no, what he's or, trying or, to or do 80 something is get million. that thirty. What he's trying to do is get that thirty five million for the next four years, not just one year. Everything's trying to get. What are you trying to get? Ninety something mil. For like over what over four years or something? Isn't that something? What did what did what did um Carson Wentz get as a contract? Was I it Carson Wentz or was it? I think I think Carson got one hundred and eight. At how many? How much guaranteed? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. But I think it was like somewhere in like the eighty nineties, right? Something like that. So that's all. So he's basically trying to get better than that. Like right. At least, What's like it? slightly, maybe, like, maybe like a good two, three See, million over. So what? So that's again, and this is the athlete then talking on both sides of their ass because most athletes when they play, they don't play with the thought of ever getting injured. But I guess when they plan their money, they plan their money with the with the thought of getting injured. See, I look at the way I look at this is that you, like if you can't play this one year like this or the next two years like this, then that means when I plan on giving you money, you plan on taking off. It means that I'm like. It means, like, if, if the franchise tag is really that disrespectful to you as a quad, and it means that you may not be worth paying. It means that you really may not be worth paying. If I'm, if, if I'm looking at this, like, from, from, from an organizational standpoint, if I'm looking at this from a mental standpoint, like, if I'm playing mind games or if I'm thinking on my own mental, I'm like, yo, I'm taking that one year. And if they don't want to give up, because I'm not thinking about I'm ever going to get injured. Nobody thinks they're ever going to get injured, really. I'm gonna, you, you're thinking I'm going to play for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years straight, consecutive, without injury. So if that literally is your mind frame, plan your money like that. No, he's planning his money as if once I once I get paid, I plan on getting injured, so I need that guaranteed money, or I plan on putting on a shit show, so I need that guaranteed money, so you can't take it away from me. Now that's the way I'm looking at. It. Like, if you can't take this guaranteed money, why can't? Why do you want long-term guaranteed money? If you ain't willing to, because you've been doing it since grade school, bet on yourself. But I don't want to talk anymore about it. Let's move on. 
Because like I said, I feel like this whole Dak Prescott thing, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> in a couple of days. Like, we'll, like I'll, we'll be in a couple of days, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Like, it'll, it'll, it will come back into, into focus, into conversation. So let's get into the, into the meat and the potatoes of what was drawn up for today's podcast. What's going on, Yana? I see you, boo. Let's talk about the meat and potatoes for today's podcast. And that is... <laughs> hold on one second. I'm actually sending a message that, to somebody that I'm actually still recording. They didn't, see, they, they didn't say nothing about it. I had to let them know that I'm still recording if they wanted to join for this topic. So, I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this right now. And it's a topic that kind of helped spark the morning, the Monday morning, you know, show today. And that was if there are 10 power forwards. And then there's, a, there's something else I want to play around with later. Not this, not this game, not this podcast, but another one. And you mentioned it to me, and it, and it popped in my. I think it's something. That, I think you mentioned this to me, and then I and then I end up and then I forgot about it. And I forgot about it, and then I saw a meme about it, and it popped back into my head. Remind me to readdress this. Before we get off, or I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get off, like I, I'm, I'm just gonna tease it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tease it. My. And, I'm, and, I, and I may even talk about it in between, like, this right here real quick. I may tease it in between here. So because this got popped up, and I can't remember which, which, whose podcast I heard this on. But on this podcast, they started mentioning they believe that Draymond Green was a top five. Not top five. A top ten power forward in this league. Oh! I know why I heard. Okay, I know how I heard it. I don't know where I heard it, but I remember, I remember the context now. I remember the context. They were, they were talking about the, they were talking about the Bulls. And they were talking about Dennis Rodman's role on the Bulls. And while talking about their role in the Bulls, his role in the Bulls, they also, they, they tried to compare the two, where they talked about Draymond Green being initially, which I had no problem with initially, until they went deeper, obviously. Draymond Green being the Dennis Rodman of the Splash Brothers team. Which I which I could I could understand, but then they dug a ditch. Give niggas an inch, they take it a mile. They put some water in there, made some quicksand, and started burying themselves. <laughs> Hold on one second. Um, somebody's having problems trying to find the podcast. Do you not? Do you not see it in live? Is the podcast not showing up in the live section of Podbean? 
And there it goes. It's right there. It's in, it's in the live section. Look for it in live. Look in. Okay, now scroll. Now scroll and find. Sorry, people. Try to do two things that were to help somebody get onto the podcast. They're new to the platform. So, they they talked they they brought up. So once they talked about him being the Dennis Rodman of their team, they also started bringing in. They they started talking about. They started talking about how they felt that Draymond Green was a top 10 power forward in the league. Well, sorry. First they said top 5. Then they Ooh. went into top 10. And even as they said top 10, and, and, they, and, they, and they kept the top 10 confidently. Confidently. I looked at this is the only part of their podcast because like I said they, they were, this is the only time I part of their podcast where I was listening I'm like I think you're smoking some shit B I think you may have laced your weed <laughs> like I Like I really like you. I, I really think that you may that you had to have laced your weed. Because I don't know how somebody could look at Draymond Green as a top ten power forward right now, and I don't know how they could consider him a top ten power forward. Since he's been into the league, and here goes my boy Chill Will. I'll, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm cuss out Chill Will for a second. Let, 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 him, let him join. It. Make sure you hit that call button, Chill Will. What, what the hell are you talking about? You couldn't find the podcast. You tell me when you went into the live section and you scrolled up and down, you didn't see a logo that said My T Sports Podcast. And what the hell do you mean? What's the name of your podcast? Like you've never been here before, Chilly Will. You disappointed me, B. You've been here before. You've been on the show. The fuck you mean? What the, what's the name? It's, it's, and then, not to nothing, you're on my Facebook. You're on my Instagram. You're everywhere that I'm on. You follow me on every space that I'm on. And you had the audacity to ask me the name of the podcast? Like it isn't in your face 24-7? That, that must mean I'm not doing a job. I'm not doing a good enough job by putting, by putting the Mighty brand out there on everything that I do. Call and chill, Will. So if you're if you're using your if you're using your phone, you definitely want to you definitely want to make sure first of all before you call in if you're gonna call into the podcast that you have yourself um headphones. The reason for the headphones is that you don't want to you you don't want to have any reverb or any echoing coming um coming in. The way that you call in if you're using your phone, you look at the you look at the bottom of your screen somewhere there should be like a little telephone um thing or something or. Yeah, this should be like a little telephone marker. It would allow you to call into the podcast if you would like to join the, um join the live conversation. You're you're up to speed now. And this, and this is how you would have joined if we would if we would have done the if we would have done the podcast. I know we would chill chilly will. He was um, he's one of he's one of my alumni from Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and he was trying to do an impromptu podcast um, sometime um, in the last week. 
we couldn't catch up to do one um like, like late last week and over the weekend. So basically, I hit him up. I was like, yo, I got I got one scheduled for Monday, and I have a regularly scheduled podcast every single Wednesday night at 8:07 p.m. This is episode 186 of that podcast that you're asking about. At Wednesday night, normally at 8:07 p.m. In case you ever want to, we gotta do 200 big. Oh, we gotta do 200 yo, big. Yo, can you? Can 200 gotta be big. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause I did 100 big. <laughs> I'm glad you said 200 that. 200 gotta be big. Can I tell you? If anything? I need my fingers crossed. I need. It won't. It won't happen. But I need Corona gone. If Corona <laughs> gone, 200 gonna be crazy. 200 gonna be crazy. 200 gonna be crazy. Oh. Ooh, oh, on no. my grandfather's grave. I'm telling 200 you, 200 gonna be crazy. Sue, I was. I'm glad you said that because when I was doing the show, or the last couple of weeks I've been doing the show. Once I got into, once I broke the 180s, hear me? I can hear. Yeah, I, I, okay, I'm gonna I'm 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 address you in a second, chill. All right. When I got to, when I started breaking the 180s, I really started thinking like, damn, I'm coming up on 200, and I'm like, shit. I remember coming up on 100, and how. It felt like it took forever. <laughs> like, like when I finally got to 100, I was like, "Yo, 100 took forever to get here." And it's like I was—it's like I was counting down to 100. It, uh, it just time frame that the time frame that elapsed. I was like, "Damn!" It like felt like. But now for episode 200, yo, two episode 200 felt like it was right around the corner. So you know what it felt? You know what it feels like? You ever hear individuals talk about? It takes them forever to make that first million, but once you make that first million, it feels like you make your second million in no time. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt like. It took. It, it, that's exactly how it felt like. It took me forever to get to my first 100, and then 200 is right around the corner. Went zero to 100 real quick. Go 100 to 200 real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got my boy Chili Bell up in the building. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the mo- welcome to the morning version of the podcast. This normally isn't a normal platform to the to the podcast. Yo, he Chillwell is one of my Connecticut School of Broadcast alumni. Yo, we have been all over South Florida, not only doing school shit. Yo, we was doing the Su- the Susan G. Coleman event. You know what I mean? Oh, that, yeah, that, that, I that cancer that. fundraiser. You know what I mean? Like he's worked in, he's worked in different studios around South Florida. Yo, give it a one time to my boy. Big up, big up. <laughs> Yo, what up, fellas? It's good. It's good. So. Chill, You're catching chill. Us- how you living? How you living? Good man here at the crib, just chilling, you know, in the radio world, quarantining and whatnot. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what's Time going on, chill? Sorry, is that you're catching us no. right at the end of the podcast? We only got like thirty minutes left. Just to let you know. So, so I'm not, I'm not trying to rush you, but we're on the time restraint. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. It's all good. Bro. So, because I told you we've been on here since eight o'clock this morning, or since nine o'clock this morning. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for almost three hours straight. Right. Oh wow. So, uh, so that's I tell you. Like, so right now you're catching the very end of the you're catching the very end of the of the show. Earlier today, we talked about the prelims only of the UFC. We um we talked a little bit about that Prescott Ooh. and and his and and his contract issues. We went into a little bit of WWE next Wednesday on on the Wednesday show, which, which is already programmed in Podbean for the next live session. We will be talking about the main card of the UFC. We'll go into we're mm. gonna talk about our folk talk. Our folk talk. That's our weekly segment where I talk about our favorite players of all time. Where we'll be covering just mm. just the NFL East 
coming up, AFC and NFC. Mm. And then we're going to switch into basketball um, the week after that. So, so you're, catching, you're catching the very end. This podcast, the end of this one, uh, So I heard something on another podcast. And what that question was is that, well, what should say the question was? It was more of a statement. It was a very bold statement. It was a very untrue bold statement, but it was a statement nonetheless. And that statement went as they thought Draymond Green was a top five. Oh, let me back up, back up, back up. What? This see? <laughs> Let's back up a little bit before we even get there. <laughs> this was so the conversation. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, no, you haven't even finished the sentence. I know. Like, what? So the conversations the conversation starts off because the conversation started out because they were talking about um Rodman in his role with the, the Chicago Bulls. Right? Mm-hmm. And in their role in their talk about his role with the Chicago Bulls, they brought up that Dennis that, that Draymond Green is their Dennis Rodman, which I don't, I don't. Hell disagree. no, dude. Which what, I don't disagree with. He is their version of a Dennis Rodman. He is their, the role that he plays. Is he as great as Dennis Rodman? Mm. No, 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 no. But he no, plays no, their, no. he plays no. the Dennis Rodman role for them. So while, while they were saying that, they actually still had me there. They may see they will have lost you there. They still had me there. They lost me when it was like, well, Draymond Green is a top five power forward in the league. Not top five, maybe top ten. Oh, oh and even God. when they went to top ten, I was like, well, I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, that, that's the wrong oh, one. <laughs> Yo, even when they said that shit, I was like, that's when you need the little John drop on. What? <laughs> Pump those Yo. brakes, pimping. Top ten? Top ten? I was like, wait a minute. Draymond Green ain't been a top 10 point guard power forward since he's been in the league to now. So, that's where this conversation started popping up, right? Do you believe that Draymond Green is a top 10 power forward in the NBA? And if you do not believe so, let's start getting to the power forwards that we believe that is better than him. Now, let me tell you the number one thing that has made this completely. And you know what? It could be also part of Chuck's fault because you mentioned this earlier, KJ. That is probably something that 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 Chuck, that, that Chuck said as well. Chuck being Charles Barkley, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the number one shit talker. And it could have been something that he said too, because this his ver- his his words were referenced, and or his words resonate to me, I should say. And the fact is that when Dennis Rodman any game any game that Dennis Rodman plays. Even if he didn't score any points, he had 20-something rebounds. Mm-hmm. Without the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green is averaging a single-single. Dude, I mean, Draymond Green, yeah, you said it, bro. Without them, it's like, caga. <laughs> now, nothing, this is when I started realizing of how many players at power forward were better than Draymond Green. Because, <laughs> like, if your team has no talent... How are you not shining? Yeah, right. This, this so, should have been the year. Dream. This should have been the year. Dream. I put those all star numbers, all of that. Validate. Every, this. This is the year. He should have validated everything that people. And he didn't. And he shit the bed. He shit the bed. But then, but then wants to. But then has the nerve to come out and still say some shit about Barkley. And I'm just like, I'm just like, bro, like. Barkley gave you all, all the Chuck, time. Chuck, Chuck. Chuck didn't win no ring, and for some reason he gets slandered now because he acts a fool. But go back and watch that man highlights. He gave people work. Charles Barkley yeah. is a goat. Consistent work. 
Charles I'm talking playoff game. This nigga's out here getting getting you. I, I, I saw highlights. This man getting like game fives, game sevens, and conference finals out here getting 40, 10, and 10. Are you serious? Charles Barkley was listed at power forward at six foot five. You kidding me? And they lied about his height his whole entire career and called him six nine. He was shorter than Jordan. Man. But the ultimate reason of how I realized that Draymond Green was not even a top 10 power. First of all, I said that every single body that had, like, no, actually, let me back up. Let me move forward, I should say. This year, or once I started doing this list, right, and I, and, and I came to that conclusion that, okay, on a shitty team, how many other people are still, are still balling as Draymond Green puts up a single single? Me looking for that made me question this year Draymond Green's heart. His true heart. Because if... Are you telling me that you can only be Draymond Green when you have the Splash Brothers? You only can be a leader, a a talker, um, a body that... Anything when you have these two guys beside you? Are you only brolic? Are you only hard when you're with your boys? Is that it? Front runner. Because let me tell you something. Based off of that fact... Aaron Gordon made my goddamn list as a better power forward than Draymond Green. I thought he was a three, but hey, if he's a power forward, then you damn right he is. Bam Adam Bayou made my list. Oh yeah, of course, bro. Yes, of course. absolutely. Because you understand, absolutely. We're gonna talk, cause, absolutely. Cause, because we're talking about since Draymond Green has been in the league. So we could go Kevin Garnett. We could go Tim Duncan. We could go Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk. We could go legends. We don't even have to shit on him with them. Julius Randle is a better power forward than Draymond Green. Even though I don't right. want his empty stats anywhere around my team. So you want to take it more back, Patrick Ewing, bro. Power forward, power forwards, power forwards, power forwards. Patrick Ewing's the center. And he didn't play during the Draymond nah, Green he, era. He, 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 was, he was a power forward. No. No, no. Ewing? He played, no, he played Patrick, both. Patrick Ewing. Center. And he didn't and ultimately he did not play during Draymond mm. Green's era. Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, and and, KG. and and Kevin Garnett all played during Draymond Green's era. So, Zach I'm, not, Randall. so I'm not going to anybody um. that played before Draymond Green. I'm just talking about since he has been in the league. Has he been a top 10 power forward amongst his peers? Patrick Ewan is... DeMontis Sabonis is better than him. Yeah, Patrick Ewan isn't a peer of Draymond Green. Patrick Ewan was well-retired and he played center. Don't call him a power forward. He played center. (laughs) (laughs) He was my center. I know. Seven foot, Jamaican, rough. Sweated a pool by the end of a game. (laughs) I mean, he he was a center, but he kind of played a little bit of a power forward, though. I mean, I don't know, but no. I guess he could. Yeah, I mean, he, he had he had a he had a he developed a 15 and 18 foot jump shot in his <clears> career, <throat> but he was a center as center as centers get. He was center, seven foot, 285 pound center. Yeah, since so he never got a ring though, bro. Well, that's the Jordan effect. We need to talk about that blood of fire effect. We'll, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a recap of the Jordan. Uh, uh, we're gonna do a recap of the Last Dance on Wednesday's podcast. You know what's crazy? His daughter got a ring, but he never got a ring. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Hey, who, I'm talking shit, bro. Oh. So, when I when it comes to Draymond Green, the fact that he can't even look like Aaron Gordon when he doesn't have... Because basically, all these other guys, I'm looking at them because, put it this way, Kevin Love found a way to be a double-double machine with no talent on his team. 
to eventually get you know a ring. You talking about KG? Kevin Love. Oh, Kevin Love. Because he's on this list. Jason Tatum is listed as power forward. Mm. No. He's a three. Stop that. He's well, a, it's, it's because they put it's because they put Brown in they put Brown at the three and they have him listed at power forward. He's a three. He's a three. He's a three. He's a three. Jalen Brown plays the two. J Jason Tatum's a three. Do I need to talk about the Toronto champions, Pascal Siakam? He's a he's a four. And this is even getting into the big and, wigs. And definitely and definitely Siakam is better than Draymond Green. This even sure. this is not even getting into some of the big wigs. The big wigs. Before I get into the big wigs, let me use. The Montes Sabonis, Christoph better Porzingis. than Draymond Green. Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> he was <laughs> because I'm sorry. Like the fact that Draymond Green cannot get 15 and 10 without the Splash Brothers on the thing is saying everything I need to know about Draymond Green from here on out. Like sit down and shut the fuck up. You are a role player. You add you like you are a role player. Why don't you you, you just need to go ahead and dress in cosplay right now? You're so much of a role player. Wow. Bro, Draymond, it was his time to shine, bro. Like, he blew it, dog. Complete, like, oh man, like this, this is a complete what, what, what the bed kind of moment for Draymond Green. So it so was his time to shine. That's what I was like. This, this, this list, this list was initially when I thought this list was gonna be hard, and then it became very easy once I put in my criteria. It's like, okay, even on a sucky team, what power forwards are better than him? But even on a good team, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Lamarcus. Aldridge. Aldridge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Come on now. Yeah, I, forgot about, I, forgot, I forgot about Aldridge. Yeah, yo, so... Yeah. <laughs> right now? Yo, he's on the radio, bro. <laughs> right now? Right now? Based up Just based off what they have done over this last year? Camilla oh. Anthony's looking better than Draymond Green. <laughs> and wow. Melo hasn't even played a full season. Listen, man, Melo would have been dope, man, if he plays that defense, though. But, whatever. Melo, put it <clears> in. <throat> I always say this. Melo is a product of his environment. Because, so, listen, so, and, and, because for some things that you don't have, it has to be taught. Melo was never a great defensive guy. He was going to need to be taught defense. And he ended up being... Thing is, and he, and, no, the thing is... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and, and it was never part of his DNA. He was always that offense. He was always more of an offensive DNA and then medium defense. Because I said he didn't play. I, by the time he got to New York, he, was, he barely was playing any defense. He couldn't. Mm -hmm. For what they were putting on him to have to be on, as an offensive guy, the, the effort that he even gave in Denver, he, was, he, he wasn't able to give in New York anymore. And plus, he started getting those leg injuries. That knee started wearing down. But even so, it's not Kamala Anthony didn't play defense. He's a product of systems that didn't promote defense as well. So for Anthony. so for offensive guy that comes in pretty much offensive, and then you go into and you keep getting getting systems that only play to your um, play to your offense. Put it this way: we, we're not talking about Camilla Anthony as as um, not playing defense if he goes to play to play with Detroit. If, mm. if he gets drafted with Detroit, we don't talk about Camilla Anthony's defense because he learns how to play defense from them because they build it into his DNA. When he goes to Denver, where every single city in Denver is all about offense because they want to take advantage of that high altitude, he becomes a bigger product of his environment. And then he goes play in New York with Dan Tony, another product of environment. He, he has never been told or stressed. 
defense ever in his career. He has only been utilized for his offensive skill, and you bashed him for it. Yeah, but I mean, there's two, okay, there's two, okay. There's a there's a difference between being taught or does he want to play defense? Does he want or does he or does he not want to play defense? You know what I mean, I, mean I, I see I see him giving effort in Portland. I, at thirty five. No, I, and, and, and we see and we see Kamala Anthony play defense in New York. I'm, I'm sorry, Kamala Anthony was one of the block leaders at his position at one point in time. It didn't look like the chase down block that um that LeBron's used to have because he used to flick the balls up in the air instead of instead of swatting it against the backboards. Kamala, go back and look at that Jason Kidd. On that Mari Stoudemire team, when his offensive load lowered, so what is exactly? So this goes back to the very point that I said, Camilla Anthony, based off of how much load they were putting on him in New York, he no longer could even put the effort that he used to give in Denver anymore. He couldn't. Uh, Camilla Anthony was never a, sh a lockdown defender. He was just a decent defender, average, average. That's what he's always been. And then what? And then what you? Mm. Average. He's been a decent defender. Camilla Anthony could guard his man. Camilla Anthony's man in it. Camilla Anthony's Camilla Anthony's man for the first nine years of his career, probably eight, wasn't just blown by him. Camilla Anthony held his own, not only on the wing but on the in the paint, on the block. Go look at him trying to defend some of those guys. Go go go! Really look at him play defense. Him him. Him having a moniker of not playing defense is because you put him on a superstar level, which which I get, and then and then you and then you compare him to LeBron James, who's who's a great two-way player. Oh, they. I just never understood why Miller couldn't be a two-way player though. Once it, once again, he has never been a big offense, a big defensive guy. He just plays good enough defense. LeBron James puts the extra effort on defense, and that's the difference. LeBron James realizes passing the ball and defense is how I'm going to win. Camilla Anthony's mentality, I need to score these buckets to win. That's the difference. Camilla Anthony has never been shitted on for wanting to take the shot that matters. LeBron James has. So see, it's all about, it's all about the DNA. It's all about how your DNA is structured. You're st still structured to win. You, you have different views on what winning is. And what effort you need, or what effort, or what effort you fully need to give. Camilla Anthony's made bad moves his whole career. Listen, nobody's documented um, Camilla Anthony's career more than I have. Camilla Anthony's been guess, doing, yeah. Camilla Anthony's doing has, yeah. has been has been has been one of my favorite small forwards in the league. My favorite actually has been my favorite small forward in the league since he was in Syracuse. So basically, you're saying just play your role. No, it's not play your role. He played his role. Right, his role. What they told him to play. No, he played the role that he plays and what helped benefit. Put it this way. Again, if nobody stresses any... Okay, so you're coming into the league as a young 19-year-old guy, right? Because mm -hmm. right now we're talking, we're, we're, talking, we're talking now from years of experience and we're, and we're looking back at his career. So this is all hindsight. So let's properly go in hindsight and put yourself in the mind of a 19-year-old, right? You're an offensive threat. That's what you are. You play good enough defense to, to hold your own. You're an offensive threat 19 year old, 19 years old. Everybody... You've been known for your offense. You've been known for your offense. Decent defense. The first team you go to, they never stress defense to you. They want you for your offense, and that's what and that's how they utilize you. See, that's the problem. So, though. so, so the average. So, what they're telling you, what they told you though, that, that the defense that you play is acceptable. That's what they, that's what they're saying. The defense that you are playing and have been playing is good enough. What we want you to elevate 
is your offensive game a little bit more because we want to get more points out of you. That's what they stressed. So understand, it's not that he never wanted to play deep. Once again, because I tell you, if he goes to Detroit, I don't think we talk about Camilla Anthony as being a defensive player because Detroit is going to force the defense out of him versus trying to force the offense out of him and drown yeah, his defense. So that's what happened. Then you go to, and then you get a coach like Dan Tony. Again, they drown your defense. Because the same thing we're, same thing we're saying about Camilla Anthony, we're going to say everything about fucking, about, about, about the beard, about his defense. But yet, when you look at his numbers for real, he has been at one point in time in the top five in steals in the league. So what? So it's it's how you look at defense and how your team structures your defense. LeBron James is a different animal. He goes extra effort. You're not the Camilla Anthony isn't the defensive guy that LeBron James is. He isn't the defensive guy that a guy like um what's his name um 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 in Boston. You know what I'm thinking about? He he can be though. Melo can be. Okay. So then, well, well, what's the guy's name that I'm, that I'm talking? About, I'm thinking about in Boston. Um, Which dude? That came from that came from Marcus, Marcus Smart. Okay. Marcus so in that Smart. same breath, then if you're telling me that 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 Camilla Anthony could become the kind of defender that Marcus Smart is, then Marcus Smart could become the kind of offensive player that Camilla Anthony is. Hmm. Hmm. It's what they want you for, and how they truly utilize you. So at some point in time, everybody has a niche. Dennis Rodman had zero points in a game and 24 rebounds. Dennis Rodman could have had 15 points in a game. A lot of those, he could have had 15 points based off putbacks, the way these centers are getting paid now. It's, it's, what, the, it's, what, they, it's what you're used for, bro. So it's, what, you know so, so, so it's a combination. It's how you come into the league and, and how you see yourself viewed as a player. And then it's also how the organization and the people around you start utilizing you. And then unless you fully know, once again, because you're 19 at this point in time, you don't have, you're not a 35-year-old looking back at yourself at 19 trying to figure out what I could do better now. You're at 19 going through the moment. I'm an offensive threat. My, my average defense is good enough to keep me in this league, and the average defense that I play, my coach never asks me to do anything more on it. My coach doesn't ask me to expound on this. What my coach wants for me to, to get better on and to do more on is offense. So I'm going to keep my average defense average, and I'm going to try to up my offensive game. LeBron James has always been a defensive player. He's always been that extra hustler on defense. He has always been a pass-first guy. Now, like I said, the way that you can say, I wish, I wish Camilla Anthony would play more defense, I wish, I wish LeBron James would have more of a killer instinct. These are just things that are not in people's DNA. LeBron James doesn't want, doesn't want to take that last shot. He, he, wants to make that, he wants to make the best play for the last shot. Camilla Anthony wants the last shot. LeBron James will, will and, 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 I, and I won't even say that, that Camilla Anthony won't do this because I've seen Camilla Anthony do chase down blocks as well. But for, 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 for a game that matters, they both will do a chase down block. LeBron James puts more effort on, into it. LeBron James may have also a better motor to do it longer than Camilla Anthony because also what you're also talking about now is conditioning. Are you saying, so... When you ask, oh, I wish he could have been a better thing, then take it all into, in, into account. Just don't throw that man into the bus like make it sound like he never played defense. What's, is that the wifey? What's going on? <laughs> How you doing? I ain't seen you in forever. And so it's not, it's not the fact that he can't play it. It's the fact that it was never stressed to him to, to, to improve upon. Basically, the league told him for a long-ass time, the amount of defense that you're playing is acceptable. 
and then they started bashing him for it. That's all I got. <laughs> Mellow talk, Mellow talk makes me emotional. So Cause I try cause to Mello's, cause Mello's my dude. Mello's my because. If there's one thing that'll get me straight and, and I'm gonna tell you something. straight, it's mellow. And, mellow in, talk. and in mellows, and also in mellows, in mellows. No thing, mellow slander shall prosper. You could even you tell how good of around. a defensive player Mellow was. And I'm not saying he was a good defensive player. You couldn't judge his defensive skills in college because he came from a he came from a uh, he came from a a zone system for defense in Syracuse. So he is what he is. And he's still right now better than Draymond Green. <laughs> Just so we don't get too far off track. He is still better than Draymond Green in all of Draymond bro, Green's Dray glory. Draymond would never be better than Melo, bro. Even right now, he's not playing better than Melo. For the, for, the, for the second half of the season that Melo came on, Draymond Green did not outplay Melo. So if you ask me if Draymond Green is a top 10 power forward in this league, no! It isn't just a no. It isn't just a hell no. It's a hell fuck no. <laughs> like, Man, you act. Listen, you call me, ask me if Draymond Green is a top ten power forward. My answer is gonna be me hanging the phone on, on your face. Like I'm gonna yeah. hit you with like, and if and if you, I'm banging the phone on you straight up. Don't ask me those dumb questions like that. And, and I There's feel no such thing as a stupid question, but that's the closest you're gonna get to it. Yeah, like I said, on bad teams, Julius Randle. Like, listen, ultimate factor. If you're playing on a bad team, you should be able to get numbers. If you, if you have, if 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 you if you're putting in effort, that if you're putting in effort and you're trying on a bad team, you should get effort because we always use this against other players. Oh, he got all those numbers on a bad team. He got all those numbers on a bad team. Well, how are your numbers getting worse on a bad team when you're supposed to be the next guy up? Well, Draymond Green was on a bad team last year. What was his numbers? Crap, and he's the next guy up. That's the bad thing about it. You're the next guy up and you had shit numbers. Scrub. <laughs> I don't know if I can look at Draymond Green the same after this. <laughs> I, 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 I fully do not believe. After this past year, I can't. I, I, I can't look at it. It's literally going to be like. Yo, when, Steph, when Steph and Clay come back next year and he start popping off, acting a fool, I'm going to be like, shut that bullshit up. We didn't see none of that shit last year when you was getting dog dragged around. Wait, what did Golden State draft this year mm -hmm. anyway? For twenty for the next season or for this season now? Wait, oh, wait, I'm tripping. Never mind. Yeah, see? Draft hasn't happened see? yet. You see, yeah, you, 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 you know what happened, right? You know what just happened in my head? You know what just happened in my head? We haven't had sport. We haven't had basketball in two months. I'm assuming the draft passed. <laughs> we nope. haven't. So I'm like, yo, who did they try to get the season because, back? Because I'm like, I know they have a high draft pick. Who the fuck did they just draft? The NFL just had a draft. It wasn't basketball yet. <laughs> People, we're done here. That's the show. Hey, you guys got anything you want to add on today? Any, any, any? Oh, before we get there, you brought this up the other day, last week. I think you, I think you teased this. And, and I and I like this. I like this a lot. And and, I, and there's two different versions of this that I want to play around with. I want to play with all time and current. You mentioned going through players that had the same initial as your name, and seeing if you can make a starting five with that. 
Mm-hmm. And how oh. good? And how good would that be? So damn, I have a whole team for mine. My first name starts with a W, dog. I'm fucking fucked. Listen, I thought I was gonna be good with T as my first. Now, now I wanted to draw some parameters. Are we just doing first name? Because like T is in uh, T is like in my first, middle, and last name. Can I can I pull some last name T's as well? <laughs> or is it only first name T's? First name. First name. Okay. Are you talking about? In the league now, or just so, so, so this all, is like, all time. Well, okay, well listen, okay. this is why I want to do this in two different categories. I want to do an all time, and then I want to do a, I want to do this in two halves. I want to do a current, and I want to do an all time because you still win very much with 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 a today's team, KJ, with your Kyrie's and and and, and, and Kevin's and. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like I told you, I came up with a team, not even a five. I gotta find it again because I had. I had it. I posted it on my story, and I lost it. But I, I can definitely still name up the, the at least the first five, and I have, and then I know I had, like I said, I had ten. I had ten. Yeah, then, then, but, so I, I, have, I had my five, and then I had my bench. Yeah, like, Damn. I, I, I'm surprised that there weren't more T's in the league. Like I'm gonna be stuck with like Trevor Booker's and shit like that. <laughs> but when we go to greatest of all times. I get me some good teas in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, B is B is everything. Whatever, whether it's greatest. I want to do this in two different parts, though. I want to do a. I want, I, want, I want to do this in two halves. I want to do a goat half, and then I want to do a current half. Because the current half makes it a little bit harder than the goat half. If we do a goat half, oh yeah, I could rock this all day. Like the goat Being, half. That, when I when I was when I was thinking this, I wasn't thinking about current players or greatest of all time players. I'm like. Great player that starts with a with, with a letter K. Boom. Whether you play right, whether you play right now or you played back in the day. Trust me, my whole thing is a combination of guys who play now and back in the day. Okay. I I, I, I can see that. I I still want to do. I still want to separate them. Be only because it makes it makes the challenge on the current players harder. Because when we go all time, you have you have a great pool to pick from. Can it's, I do last endless. names or just first names? First names. It's first names. Fuck. Which, which is which is really the, yeah. Which, which, which is, it hurts me too. It hurts me a lot too. I want I wanted Jason Tatum. <laughs> so hard. I really wanted first Jason name Tatum. Only. I really wanted Jason Tatum. Now I got I'm gonna be stuck with an undersized point guard, Trey Young. <laughs> so Dude, I can't even pick one. So listen, that's not today's topic. I'm not even sure if this may even make it into next week's topic. Because, as you see, three hours is not what three hours used to be. Like, three hours, like, your, your grandfather's three hours isn't today's three hours, okay? Yo, can I use my, can I use my nickname? <laughs> um, this, this may come about, this may come about once we start the fault. Foot, the folk basketball section. So I'm gonna give it time. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this, 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 this section time to breathe for everybody that's listening. I'm gonna give this time to breathe. I'm gonna give you time to do your research. I'm gonna give you time to go through the motions. So this is probably gonna be like two, three weeks away before we before we even get into this. But I am gonna do two lists because I want the challenge of the I, I, I want the challenge of the current players. That's just I that's just I was doing the current players first. Cause I was like. For the current players, I may only be able to get a start in five. For for all time, I think I could I, I'll probably be able to get a bench squad as well. <laughs> so there goes there goes the homework assignments for some future podcast. 
we're at the end of this podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody that joined, whether it's from the Podbean platform or the Instagram Live platform. I appreciate it all. Everybody that called in, Chill Will, Nat, my, co- my, my guest host, KJ. Pre- you know I mean? Always yes, appreciate you guys. Yes, you know, I'm taking, taking the time out to, to join me with these, with these podcasts. This is, like I said, this is episode already 186. Fourteen. Two hundred around the corner. Fourteen more weeks. Let me see. Fourteen more weeks. Fourteen more weeks. That's three months. So okay, episode two hundred may not come until next season. Episode two hundred is probably gonna be episode. It's gonna be the start. It's gonna be in season six. Either way, two hundred is gonna be crazy. Yeah, because season five. Two hundred is gonna be wild. Yeah, because season five. Let's let you guys know. Season five is gonna end. Right around the week of July 4th. It's going to be, I'm not sure if it's going to be the week right before or if it's the week after, but right around there is going to be the end of this season. And then, all you, and then you'll catch a couple of random podcasts here and there as I just want to get shit off my chest. And then we, and then we, we, um, we come back. Oh shit, is that all? Yo, oh, so okay, what time yeah. on Wednesday? Wednesday nights, 8.07 p.m. The, 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 the room opens at eight o'clock sharp, right? So I start. I'll open up this room at eight o'clock so that I can, so people can start getting in here, start funneling in, do what you got to do, whatever, get settled. At eight o seven, the show starts. Dope. So, oh damn, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Damn, it sounds it sounds like a baseball game. Eight o seven. Seven o five. Seven o five. First pitch. Eight o seven. Eight o seven. As there's five minutes remaining, so let's get you guys. Uh, oh, and, I'll, and I'll mention this again. So yeah, so this season, so season five is gonna end in July Fourth weekend, and then we're gonna come back two weeks. At, are we gonna come back two weeks after my mother's birthday in August first? So whatever that Wednesday is, in, that, in about that third week is gonna be the time we start. So like I said, we'll we'll, we'll bring this back. We'll we'll talk again. I'll remind you guys. We got less than five minutes. Again, we want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. As always, just remember, especially in these times, let the optimism of today be your foundation for tomorrow. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast, and we are out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My T Sports.
forgot to end the. There we go.